Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm recording, but I'm far from good. That's uh, but your, that's your norm. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start the show. All right, start it. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. Andy. Hey now. And we also have George Baker coming back on the show again. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hello, George. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 191, Evolution of Media. Nice. Andy. Yes, sir. Nine more episodes till 200. I know, dude. Stressing. Are you I can't wait. freaked out? <laughs> Freaking out. I'm freaking out, man. Don't say you can't wait because that's uh, going to put some false hope in our listeners because they're going to think we're coming up with a great episode. I can't wait. <laughs> you guys are going to be so excited to now hear what we do. Now you're stressing me out. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be epic. Uh, Let me tell you. Is that the one that you were going to give the cracking away on? or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to give Steve's cracking away. <laughs> give Steve's cracking. He doesn't even know it yet. I know, right? What is this I'm hearing about? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Yeah, nine more episodes. We really need to put the thinking caps on, huh? Um, All right. Let's catch up with everyone's week first. Who would like to go first? Who would like to go go first? first. Andy. Yeah. All right, man. I'll go first because I didn't do anything. All right. So what would you do? Yeah. Well, okay, I did a little bit. I went out to the club field on Friday because a bunch of the, the old guys were meeting up to hang out. So I went out there and hung out with them for a couple hours, flew the gasser a few times, and did a whole lot of bullshitting and talking. And then, and then I went home. That's the only RC I've done in the whole week. Okay. So not a whole lot. Well, at least you flew. Yeah, I flew a couple times. Nice. My kids here over the weekend, so I was doing stuff with them that was not mm-hmm. RC related, and you know, been working a lot. So and it was the holiday. harvest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't know it was a holiday because I worked. You worked on Labor Day. Yeah, I labor on Labor Day. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, you're supposed to celebrate that you have a job. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I said. <laughs> By working that job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, well, I can go next. Sure. If that's cool. It's not. If not, I'm going anyways. Do okay. it. So after we got done with the podcast last week, um, I was talking to Jeff, our buddy Jeff. He's been, he's been kicking around the idea of getting a 3D printer. So he asked me for some advice. I said, listen, years ago, well, or a year ago, the Creality CR10 was pretty good. I heard a lot of good stuff about it. I was going to get one. So I kind of steered him in that direction. And he, you know, Steve, you know him. He does mountains of research before he does anything. Yeah. So he did a lot of research and decided he was going to go with the CR10 Pro. And I said to him, I said, if you buy one, I'll buy one because I'm going oh, to get one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he bought one. 
and I bought one, and we got them both in. I think I got mine on Friday, and he got his Thursday or something like that. We got them really quick. I said, if we get them both this weekend, you know, I'll yeah. come by Saturday and we'll set them up. Um, yeah. So that's what I did on Saturday. Uh, went over to his house, helped him set up his his printer. Uh, pretty nice machine. Mine's been printing pretty good. Did you get the Pro as well? No, I just got the the CR10S. Okay. Gotcha. Which doesn't have auto bed leveling, but I'm kind of used to that with the other machine I have. Uh, it's just, it's a little, this is a, man, the, the platform on this thing is like 300 by 300 by like 400. So it's like a foot by a foot by almost 16, 15, 16 inches tall. Yeah, it's big. It's yeah. quite a bit bigger than most of the others, right? Like yeah. The, yeah. the one I built my myself was the Prusa clone was 8 by 8. Um, yeah, like probably eight. Mm-hmm. So this is a lot bigger. Yeah. Got some plans for it down the road. We'll see what happens. Uh, how much printing I can get done. Uh, but it was, it was cool. It was a good experience setting it up. I had mine going pretty quick and, uh, you know, we, we both printed the same kind of calibration cube. They both came out almost perfect the same, you know. Nice. Uh, uh there's some upgrades I might do after I'm, you know, printed a, a little bit and we'll see, you know, how that goes. Mm-hmm. But then on Sunday, I went down to Polda, our flying field. Haven't been down nice. there in like two months. Yeah. We've been trumpified for like two months and plus Urcha and all the uh-huh. other events we've been going to. Yeah. And that was pretty cool, man. Mike D was down there. Uh, Eric was down there. Uh, I saw, I saw Pete, who's a planker. He was down there. So Perry's flying, uh, quads. He's not flying planes anymore because he got so fed up with planes. What? Yeah, he's flying quads now. He, yeah, it was funny because he drove by and went right to the quad section, and I was like, "Oh, Perry, you're flying quads now. You turned into your typical quad guy. You don't even stop by and say hi or nothing." And he started laughing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he no, he he's he's been, been using that. Uh, what does he use? That FR Sky radio. Uh, I think that's what he uses, and he's been having a lot of problems with that radio. And really, yeah. Uh. Well, you've seen him tank a few in in the same spot. Like he's he's well, that put was a with his old one. That, that he had like a like what did he have? It wasn't a it wasn't like a Tyrannus. It was like some like I don't know Tony G nine X or something. He was using before that, and that's what was tanking on his plane because he would have like a, a Spectrum. Yeah, the the add on module module. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it would like loosen up and basically lose brown out. Yeah, <laughs> he flipped a few in. And then I thought it was the same one, the same radio, but. No, he bought, he bought like that new one, that X10 or Horus or whatever it's called. He put a few more in and I guess he got, he got fed up with it. So he's flying quads. He kind of had a point. He was like, right now I got no emotional attachment to any of these quads. They go in, they go in, you know, he's like, I got planes that I started, you know, putting in after I've had, after having them for like 20 years, you know. But I guess yeah. that's the whole nature of it, though. You know, you gotta realize that. But it, yeah. I guess it does yeah. suck. You know? It still sucks, mm-hmm. especially when it's an equipment failure. Like yeah. if you crash them or you dump them there, in, right? That's one thing. But if it's equipment failures, like your radio system, yeah. then that would really suck. Get old fast. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, um, backtrack a little bit. I'm driving down to the field, and I'm like, you know what? I gotta try. I gotta try practicing autos because i haven't done that i've been meaning to and just haven't done it and 
went down there, flew the 690, flew the Glogo. The 550 is flying pretty good. I made in the Oxy 5, which I'll talk about in a little bit. I think I flew the Oxy 4. I don't know. I just bring in those five and just flying whatever. And I had a really good time with, with Mike and all that. We're, you know, Mike's, Mike's a lot of laughs. So Eric had his 600 and he was doing some autos. And I said, you know, that's funny because I, I said I wanted to do some. And, uh, my bank one head speed is 880 and I can fly on that, but it's not easy. So I said, let me throw it in that and I'll, I'll get in the right orientation and practice with, with the helicopter in that head speed. So mm-hmm. that went well. I did maybe five or six, you know, autos doing that. And then I said, let me lower it to like 800, which I can barely keep it in the air at 800. That's like full pitch and it's, it's in the air, but the tail is, you know, no good at that point. And, uh, did a couple more autos in that. And I said, all right, let me drop it down to like 600. And I'm like, now there's, you know, it's all me. It was sort of in a way, you know, there's no, there's no say, really getting point. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it, but there's, it's helping a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, did a couple at 600 and the last one I did, I kind of dug the tail in a little bit and I, I guess it loosened up the belt. So tightened that up and checked everything out and it was fine. And I said, I said, Eric, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. Man, I went up like 400 feet. I spun around and I got some forward momentum and I just throttle hold and killed the throttle man. And I came down pretty much right in front of me as, as I was practicing. You just throttle hold, not like motor idle, right? Just throttle hold, yeah. Yep. Committed. Yeah. Nice. I was like, I'm just doing it. I don't care. Because <laughs> nice. I figured at I figured at that point, Steve, I'm gonna be like fumbling around for switches. I'll never get the switch in the right <laughs> yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might uh-huh. as well just concentrate on doing it. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So it went, it went good, man. I I I was dude. I was jazzed for like 20 minutes after that. It was I was like that was awesome, man. That was so exciting, cool. isn't it? Yeah, it is. I can't wait to maybe try it again. No, I'll probably try it again. <laughs> but you uh, should just end every flight with one or two autos, and then it'll become, yeah. it'll become so second nature to you. Yeah, it gets easier the more you do it. Yes. Yeah. No, it felt really natural. Like I was talking to Andy earlier. You know, uh, McToon had me kind of pitching the tail down a little bit uh, and giving it a lot of you know not a lot of negative, but giving it negative and bringing it down. And because there was no wind, I was getting some forward momentum, and then just kind of keeping level with negative on the collective but then i was dipping the nose down a little bit just so i could you know kind of flare out at the end kind of almost like you would a plane but not as dramatic you know not as drastic mm. and it, it was um worked out really well it was it was pretty cool mm-hmm. raring to try it again man nice i finally got a chance to made in the oxy five and that went pretty good that that had no issues Flew that I think twice, once without the canopy, trying just trying it out. I, there's a there's a weird update though for the hobby wing, and I have to just go through the settings. I I started to go through them, and it seemed like everything was okay, and you know it flew good, but I don't think I have the correct setting for the governor. I think the governor is not. Are you using the hobby wing gov or are you using the neo gov? I have the neo gov on and the neo, but then I don't think I, I don't think I have the hobby wing disabled. In the hobby oh, the okay, flight. yeah, that'll. The definitely. menu completely changed because there was an update for my my Hobbywing program, and I had to update it. Oh, and huh? be- because it's a newer oh. Hobbywing ESC, I guess. I'd be surprised that, like, I mean, you would just be linear heli mode. I would, I wouldn't think they would change that or airplane mode even. 
No, there was yeah, there was an airplane mode, but there was like three different heli modes and then an airplane mode. Um, yeah, and I just left everything default, and I was like, let me just try it. You yeah, know, but there should be it. like heli linear, and then heli storg, and then heli gov. Yeah, I think heli elf gov. Elf gov is uh, the, default. the default. Yeah, yeah, which would screw you up. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, so I flew it a couple times and <laughs> flew pretty good. Got to fix that. Then really didn't do much else. Been doing a little bit of 3D printing and, and watching the time go by as that thing, that big thing tries to 3D print something. Because now instead of five to six hours, it's like 15 to 16 hours worth of 3D printing. Just because wow. of a bigger print. Yeah. Well, and the, the Cura setting stock are kind of slow. So I'm, I'm still messing around with that. I was going to uh, mess like... um yeah, with that 3D printer like being so much bigger, um, is it slower? Like, is it still the same size stepper motors trying to, instead of go 8 inches, now it's trying to go 12 inches, you know, from side to side or forward to back or whatever? No, I still think they're the same, you know, NEMA 17s. It's just the, the settings in the Cura itself. I mean, the prints are coming out gorgeous and, you know, it's, it's all a balance. Like, do you want faster times or you want better prints? That's kind of what it, balances out to. Mm. I wouldn't are think you, are, you, the, are you running their latest version? Yes, yeah. So yeah, sure. there's several improvements in it. Seems yeah. like it prints a little bit better too. Nice. Oh, you have a you have one of those, George? I have a an Ender okay. an Ender three Pro. Right. And uh I downloaded it I think a couple of days ago noticed several areas that you had more control of now. Yeah, I believe it's 4.2 dot something. But it's cool. I'll, I'll have some fun messing around with it. Nice. Yeah, I was kind of looking at the 10 Pro myself a while back. I was kind of curious. So I'm glad you got one. I'm curious what your thoughts are compared to like the three, like George has. The 10 Pro has the, uh, the, the bed sensor, uh, but you still have to level it to begin with. And that mm. was a little tricky for us to set up at first. Uh, and then I think, uh, both, both Mike D and Jeff both talked about a add on or an aftermarket bed plate that's like metal and you, you kind of, it flexes. So you pop it off and it's like metallic and you just pop it off and you flex it and the print comes right off. And yeah. I guess the stuff adheres better to it. So I might try that. I don't know. Right now it's just a piece of glass for me. Uh, the pro comes with some kind of bed material that's on there. That's, that's what mine's got on it. I like it. Once I set the, got the bed pretty level, I mean, every once in a while I might have to tweak it a little bit, but, um, I hardly ever, I just peel the, uh, peel that magnetic. It's kind of like, I guess, uh, some kind of vinyl or something on one side and just, you just peel it off. Yeah. Don't have to scrape or anything. It's, uh, I like it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was my next question is how often with the manual leveling, how often do you have to level the bed? Like, does it change a lot or seem like it would pretty well stay where you set it? <laughs> it, on my, the one I built myself, it depends. If the, st- if whatever I'm printing sticks really bad to the surface, um, yeah. and I have to jam it to get it off and I, I tweak the bed a little bit, then I have to re, re-level okay. it. But a lot yeah, of times sounds- I don't have to do anything like that. That'd be another huge advantage for that removable piece. Yes. Then you would never be banging on the bed. 
Yeah. Sometimes, though, on a real large print, I've been printing out one of those uh, MiG-15s, and sometimes it's a really, really large print. covers a lot of width across there. It's it's even hard to pop that thing loose. It's oh, like wow. trying to pop a, a magnet that that wide loose yeah. to a piece of metal. Yeah. Oh, so, right. so you... It comes with a real nice little scraper, though, that you can get underneath there and kind of lift it up if you need to get it started. Oh, I see. Getting the mag, getting the removable piece off can be difficult yeah. on a big right. giant. Okay, I got you. The one I built myself is just a regular piece of glass from Home Depot, and uh, sometimes that sucker, I got so much, like, glue on it. Yeah, I guess it's just a glue stick type of material that I use. That I have to take a razor blade and kind of scrape underneath it so until I can get it off. And man, sometimes mm-hmm. that just doesn't want to come off of there. But then you eventually get it. So that's what I mean. Then I'll tweak it. And my, the bed itself is made, the bed structure is made from, um, from wood. I cut it out of like composite material. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I got a metal aluminum like frame, bed frame for it, I'm, I'm sure it would hold up better. But you know, it's, it was built on a low budget. And dude, for, for what the results I get on it, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous for, you know, putting less than $200 into it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've found on the, uh, sorry, talk, have a little bit of delay, but I found that if the belt is kind of pulling down on that print head carrier, if you can kind of droop on the front of mine is where your adjustment is. And I drooped it down so it, the belt's actually pulling down a little bit, if that makes sense. Okay. It, it, it keeps it. It seems like it keeps it more stable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's just a slight amount. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to slow it down or anything like that. But it just mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like it's got a little bit of constant pressure on it. I mean, I used the very first one I I bought, uh, which was a, a Lulzbot Mini. I used that one and printed out ABS uh, frame pieces for the one I built and. A couple of those hold bearings and the rollers in for like your X axis, uh, or your Y axis, whichever one goes in and out in front of you. And that broke uh, on me while I was printing or in between prints. And all I, I, I still have zip ties on that holding like the bolt that goes through the bearing. I just have zip ties on it holding that in. And that still prints <laughs> amazing just with that. Like I still don't have any problems. I mean, I'm, I have the piece printed out and I got to swap it out, but I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. It's really kind of like a helicopter. As long as everything's flat and straight, yeah, it's going to work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to get a printer. All you cool kids have them now, so <laughs> I don't know how I ever did without one. Mine's running right now, printing a bunch of uh, these essential oil carriers for my wife. She gives them away as gifts. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's all I've been up to, really. I don't know who wants to go next. Troy, do you want to? Go or I mean I don't know how much you have, but I got sure. a little bit with the, the I, whole fun fly. Mm-hmm. I got one little uh, healthy story. I was okay. out fl- flying a little two thirty s, and it's kind of my beater. It's one of the first versions that doesn't have real good rescue and everything on it. And uh, I was hovering above some big silver maples in the front yard out there, and I kind of got past them a little bit, and I kind of mm-hmm. dropped down a little bit. Uh oh. And that was it. Somewhere out there in the dark loneliness is that little helicopter. No. So it's lost? I can just imagine that receiver light still flashing. I know. (laughs) 
Like, just, like, slowly, like, dying down, slower and slower. Like, where are you? Why aren't you finding me? It's like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it flew away. Oh, but I, I learned I learned a good lesson, though. You know, throttle hole, cut that thing and let it come down. At least you get some parts and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the guy this weekend flying quads do the same thing. Uh, new to the club or was a friend of a friend. And was flying, you know, our, our main runway, the quad guys fly off to the left and kind of behind the runway and they have a little section on their own. Well, he kept flying out across the runway and Perry said to him, Hey dude, you're really not supposed to fly out across the runway. You know, if there's nobody here, it's a different story. The next mm-hmm. flight, he had a little almost nano looking, you know, the size of a nano or, um, what are those? The uh, tiny whoops. Mm-hmm. Something, something about that size right back out across the runway. He goes. And then he lost orientation and he kept, and we could see it as a dot and we were like, okay, you're, it's going away from you. It's going away from you. And we were, we were like, just do the opposite of what you're doing. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, and we're like, dude, just do the opposite of what you're doing. It's getting smaller. You want it to get bigger. And he <laughs> lost it. And we were like, just put it down now. You're, you're so far out. You might as well just put it down. So they went out looking for it, but I don't think they found it. I was like, you guys aren't going to find that thing. No, a tiny loop in the grass or like the field. It took me twenty minutes to find my nano when I was flying that in, in the ball field uh-huh. by my house, and it was only about fifty yards in front of me. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tip, especially with small stuff like that. Even a two thirty, once it gets a little bit too far away, just hit throttle hold. Yeah, yeah. it'll fall. It, it, Chances are it won't even break as bad as you think if it lands on right. grass or something. Oh, yeah. If it's lands yeah. on grass, it won't break at all. Yeah. Fine. So it's much better than trying, just keep trying to save it and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Farther, <laughs> right. farther. Pretty soon you can't even see anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I hate that, George. Oh, it's no big deal. We've got some more. You know, it, every time I see one for a really good deal, I, I buy them. It's, it's kind of like, uh, and I've, I've moved a couple of them on to other members trying to spread the addiction a little bit. Nice. <laughs> but nice. Uh, I still, the one that's got the little used body on it, I like flying it quite a bit. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, and then I've been that big, uh, Sikorsky H34 I got from Daryl. I, uh, I've been kind of sniffing it over a little bit, looking at it and seeing how everything's built. The workmanship still is just unbelievable on it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the pictures you sent, um, it looks amazing. Yeah. And e- easy to work on. All, all the bulkheads come out with just a couple of little screws and all the floor comes out so you can get the wiring or it's, it's really well thought out. Yeah, I was going to say it's easy to work on because it's like seven feet long. True. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You yeah, don't so get your true. hobby tools. You go and get your, yeah. your car Auto- toolbox. Automotive tools. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, it is kind of crazy because you, when you open up that front, those big clamshells, I mean, you, I've been putting the uh, axon in there, and it's basically like you just stick your head down in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need a headlamp on because your, your head's basically filling up the whole cavity. Oh, that's funny. That's great. Yeah. So try, trying to get it set up and get Andy to look at it and check it out good, and then I'll probably put it in the van take it down to – Daryl's place and get him to say a final blessing for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see that all set up. 
Yeah, I'll be on a liquid diet that week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, other than that, I've been flying the, uh, the A6, the AH6 that you helped me get set up. Oh yeah. Flying. Yeah. Yeah, it does good. I mean, Have you, you say done any more tuning to it or anything or you just kind of flying it like it is? Just flying it like it is. Nice. It flies better than anything I've got, so. <laughs> well, it's only, it's only about 70% tuned, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I told you last week, uh, you know. <laughs> that's good that, enough. That's, that's good enough. I don't fly good anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Nice. I heard you've it. been cleaning out some airplanes. Oh, yeah. 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 I wasn't going to really say anything about that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they just needed Don't some. Be shy. <laughs> they did some. Uh, well, I was afraid I spun up a couple of these helicopters, and I was afraid I might suck some of that foam down into them. But <laughs> no, we, we just need to make some room. A lot of the stuff that I haven't flown in a long time that I probably wouldn't fly again. Can't even remember what radio they're on. Um, yeah, you know, it's yeah. time to let somebody else enjoy them for a while. Yeah, or drive them in the ground like a fence post. Oh yeah. man, you and I have like I I forget so much stuff. Uh, I should have wrote more stuff down. I almost did the, the same thing. Well, I did do the same thing this weekend as far as flight test models go. Like I wound up cleaning out my garage, uh, and getting rid of at least five flight test planes that I no longer fly anymore. And I really don't see myself building them again. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I have the kits also that I'm probably going to try and get rid of, but. Man, I trashed uh, the baby blender I had. Um, I had the FT Mustang. I had a Corsair that I trashed. Um, a couple other ones that were just taking up space and hanging out. Um, but trying to trying to just clean things out and and get things trimmed out. Uh, the the problem for me with the flight test models are, you know, if you don't, yeah, and and they they self admit admit you know that they're not forever, but. The, uh, it seems yeah. like the elevators and the rudders go and, yeah, and then, they always curl. Up. Yeah. If I gonna, if I'm gonna fly something like that again, I'm gonna buy a model that, you know, if I like the Corsair, I'm gonna buy the Corsair type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like little stages everybody goes through that they have to, they have to go through that. Right. No matter how dark that part of the valley is, they have to, they have to go through it. I, I did it with the, uh, flight test, uh, Biggins. 70 yeah. and 80 millimeters. And, uh, I still got a couple of them. But, uh, yeah, I don't fly them like I used to, but they are a lot of fun. The Vigan, yeah, that's one model I'll probably keep. Uh, that is the only flight test model I'll keep. Yep. That and the Sparrow, the little, uh, V-tail, V-tail um, little right. quad thing that I, that I still like flying once in a while. You know, if we ever go back to Neff, I'll, I'll bring that back up there and fly that in there in the indoor arena. Cool. All I right. guess probably yeah. Yeah, so for my weekend, um, it was pretty. Uh, it was only two days at this fun fly, but or not even two days. It was like a day and a half. But uh, yeah, Chris Roberts event, the Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. So basically, I was off since Thursday to Tuesday, and Thursday was like I, you know, drop off the the dog at the kennel, um, picked up a a trailer, got it all loaded up, got it everything ready. Um, on Thursday, yeah. And it was, it was great. Like, it was my first time renting a trailer and really hauling anything that's like, 
more than, you know, like from Rob's house to like South Jersey or something, more than like an hour or two hour drive. So I rented a five by eight trailer and the price was pretty good in my opinion. It was, uh, 250 bucks, oh, give or take bad. with tax. Um, for five days, right? So Thursday through to, you know, returning it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it came like everything I could ask for. Like it, it had a spare tire already. Like, so, you know, no problem. I didn't have a, on my, uh, hitch, you know, I have a two inch receiver, but I didn't have a, a ball, right? And they like lined it up and made sure it was the right height and they put the ball on there and they got it actually hooked up for, you know, and showed me everything about it. Um, went over a little bit about the weight and, you know, where to place the weight in the trailer and stuff. So just things that because I, I've never really done that before. So it was good that I got a little bit of that tutorial, um, yeah, at the place the tongue know? weight can be a disaster if you screw that up. Uh, yeah, probably not that not so much on that size, but still, you don't want to really mess that up. Right, it's good practice, right? Like you yeah. want to have that weight on the tongue and not on the rear axle, or like behind the rear axle, even worse, right? Yeah. So, I'm assuming none of you guys have ever pulled a '57 Chevrolet station wagon with a pipe and a chain, have you? Nope. Okay. I I've can't done say a lot I of stuff with chains and straps, so. Yeah, I've done a couple things with straps, but they're more like towing something out of mud or, you know, dirt bike. I mean, a no, car. I'm talking or something. about like pulling trucks down the road with a chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We used to use yeah. pieces of uh, irrigation pipe. Uh huh. And the chain through it, and that way you wouldn't completely crash into the car. Right. Maybe. <laughs> right. I, I, I yeah, because you got. Bumper, huh? Yeah, that brakes get hard to press after a minute. Yeah. Well, most of these didn't have brakes or maybe even uh-huh. windows, but you know. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got the family loaded up and Friday morning we, we took off in the morning. Um, we could wait, got there in probably around four and a half hours. So it wasn't too bad. Oh, that's pretty good, um, man. Yeah. And I, I was quite surprised my car did pretty well. I mean, it was, you know, there's parts of the trip that was, uh, you know, decent incline. And yeah, you know, if I didn't get a good running start, it'd be like, okay, I'm floored and I'm, I'm just pinned at 65. Like it's not going, it's not going any faster. It's not going any slower. It's just <laughs> stuck at 65 going up this hill. Um, you know, which is all right. So I was actually quite happy about that. Uh, my car went from like about 25, 26 miles to the gallon to about 10 to 12, yeah. depending on how heavy footed I was. Um, mm. But, How much know, stuff did you have in this trailer? Not much. Uh, I loaded up like five helicopters, a table, generator, a five-gallon fuel jug, my charger, you know, my batteries, t- like chairs and yeah. pop-up. You know, like all, all the stuff that you Normal would bring stuff. to a, yeah, yeah, that you bring to a fun flight, um, which most of the stuff I would probably be able to fit in my car if I didn't have my family with me. Uh, but um, I'm just wondering why you got such poor – well, I guess small engine. Yeah, it's only a 2.4 liter four cylinder engine in that car. It is not torquey or powerful it's, in yeah. any manner. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> I, I get it now. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so I was actually surprised. Like you know, like I was able to do highway speeds with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, just towing something that's as big sure. as the car, basically. This this event is great. I mean, Kevin, you know, you've gone there a couple yeah. of years prior, and. You know, it's it's like a family reunion every time we go up there. We you know, we see all the same faces, we get to hang out with all our friends, we do see some new faces every so often. And 
you know, it's just an overall time. We had great weather. Um, I didn't have any rain. So I got there Friday afternoon, set up the trailer um, at the field, parked it, got, like, my pop-up up and a table set up, had everything set up, ready to go. And then I, I did a couple of flights. And I flew to Black Thunder that night, Friday, and it flew good. You know, I was, I was still pig rich at two and a half on the high, one on the on the on the mid, and um, it was fine. It still flew good. Uh, the next day, though, it didn't fly so well, <laughs> and it was probably it's the first flight of the day for me on Saturday, and it was the uh, fourth flight on that new piston and ring on that on that heli. On that 105. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I had Rob next to me and I was like, oh, you know, Rob's like, are you on, on Gov or, or, uh, V curve? And I was like, oh, Gov. He's like, yeah, something doesn't sound right. You should land. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I, I, I started making my way back into landing and, uh, it, uh, basically cut out on me and I altered it down from like 10 feet or whatever it was. Um, uneventful, but as I start walking up, I'm like, why do I see smoke coming out of it? Like, the motor stalled. There should be no smoke coming out of the pipe. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why is it coming from the back of the helicopter? <laughs> like, I thought maybe like, oh, maybe my lipo, I didn't charge it. I, uh, you know, maybe that's starting to light up or something, right? My little 1250 receiver packs that I used. And I was like, okay, so I, I see smoke coming from the Neo and I'm like, Okay, <laughs> full emergency mode, rip the canopy off, look at it, assess it, and pull whatever wires I have to pull out. Like, whatever's shorting out, I gotta pull out. And yeah, there was a, there was one servo extension lead that got pretty torched, and I, you know, pulled it out, um, disconnected the flight pack and everything, you know, everything shut down, and, and there was no like fire, fire, but there was definitely a little bit of that, you know, electrical smell and electrical, you know. Melting uh, plastic. Melting the, yeah, the, the sheathing right off the, the wires. Yeah, the, I mean, the smell and the smoke from <laughs> electrical. Problem. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was like, oh man, like not only did I probably blow this motor because it leaned out and it was revving like full throttle. Like it was like, Wah! like screaming, like what the, <laughs> you know? Oh, um, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'll take a look at it later. Uh, I started finding the Goblin 500 next, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll just, you know, go to my, my, my night, my, my normal helicopter that I use to like practice, right? That I beat on. Like skid bumps, I don't care. Like I'll cut grass with it, I'll do whatever. And at first I was like, oh wait, I remember my tail server being a little bit weird. I tried replacing the tail hub and the tail slider to think that it was like something with that. Like maybe I, you know, in one of my crashes, I might have nicked something or just a, took it out of balance um because when i would move the tail servo it would feel kind of weird at the midpoint right it was always the same point it felt like a little click i was like oh it must have a little nick on the, the tail shaft nope i replaced that still had it and i was like uh oh, it's probably the servo eh, i've been flying like this for a year now whatever i'll fly it <laughs> uh jeez oh, and the first, you know, I hover and I do a pirouette left, pirouette right. Okay, it seems okay. And I do a half pirouette right, just, you know, like eye level, just pop right up and do a half pirouette. And I do a half pirouette and the tail just like goes left, right, left. And I'm like, what the, where's the tail? You know, as it's like flipping over. So I'm kind of trying to make corrections and make sure that I don't do the wrong thing and drive the heli in, right? Knife edge or anything. 
Um, and I, you know, I pop it up and I kind of like, okay, let me get it upright again, fly around and like, yeah, something's not right with this. It didn't feel right. So that then went out of commission. I'm like, damn, it's like two helis down already. <laughs> it's not even 12 o'clock. Oh man. <laughs> damn. Okay. All right. Mm. And then I started flying the, uh, I got, so from the last weekend, the Black Thunder went in. And I, I fixed everything, got everything back up. I went back to my old school canopy, the uh, the custom canopy, the, all the orange, and the orange and the green one that I had. And I got mm-hmm. that put back on um, before I left. So the only thing I was missing was a pitch link, the the not the turnbuckle, not the metal part, but the actual link, the plastic link. And I, you know, I found someone at the field that had one. Awesome, got it, put it on. You know, Mike helped me with um, getting my my pitch level, yeah, I borrowed his pitch gauge and got everything set up, Mike Welch. So thanks to Mike for that. Got everything going, and I flew that, and I flew that all weekend. And the thing was a monster. It was just, it held up fine, no problems. Um, it flew great. Uh, I also flew the Kraken. I flew that a couple of times. Um, I actually had Kyle work on it a little bit for me and help me tune it. And uh, it's definitely feeling a lot better. I still think um, it's not flying perfectly for me, and I think it's probably due to – Kyle thinks it might be due to the uh, the fly brothers plate. Like I might just be getting too much vibes because my Neo is screaming extreme vibes. Uh. That's normal usually on goblins just because where the, the fly brothers unit is compared to like the transmission of the heli, which you know generates noise and, and vibration. So I don't usually think much of it, but he was like, well, it won't hurt, you know, to maybe try that aluminum um, upgraded fly mount. So I'm going to try to get that going for that. And so I didn't really fly that too much. I just flew like two or three times and, and Kyle flew, you know, test flew twice. So, but it is way better. I don't know what he did, but it's still better. And I was going to ask you what you changed or what he changed. I don't know. He was just going through it. It was, I was just like, do, do what you do. And he's like, he just kept on doing this. I was like, all right. Um, we also tried different blades and tail blades. Um, went to, you know, went from the SAB was to switch. And I do like flying switch blades better. Uh, I could say I feel a difference. And I like, I like the way, uh, the Kraken or just, you know, my, my other Black Thunder, Black Natural helicopters fly with the switch blades over the SAB ones. So. I'll probably um, keep those blades on there and just order me another set for. Because I, I took it off the nitro since I wasn't flying that, so I was like, "Oh, I'll just take these switch blades off and put them on there and uh, give it a shot." And it did feel uh, feel better. It definitely felt better and flew better. So, mm-hmm. so I'll keep it like that. Um, come to Saturday night. Saturday night, you know, it's a night fly. I was like, "Okay, I got three batteries charged." I might fly one. I might fly out three. I don't know. It was just kind of up in the air. Um, I did my night demo again. Uh, I think nice. I went up after Chris. And this time I did better. I felt like I felt more comfortable. I felt like I did more maneuvers and I just like better. But like, I don't know. I picked like the wrong song on my phone and it was like some crappy song. And I was just like, what the hell is this? All right, whatever. I'm just going to fly to it. I got to fly to it. And it was just some, I don't know. Was it Barbie kind of- girl? No, I think that would have been better. No. I think Barbie Girl, I think even if I did the Baby Shark song, it would have been better than this song. <laughs> like, this song was terrible. It was slow and didn't have a good beat to it. It never, like, had, like, a, a drop where, like, the beat drops and it's like, whoa, you know, you could kind of get smacky with the maneuvers and, like, get fast with things. No, it just stayed, like, this 
slow tempo, and I was just like, uh Let me know what it is. That sounds perfect for me. <laughs> it was Last Waltz by Engelbert Humberding. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the funny thing is, it's like I'm like, damn it, two years in a row, I got I get the wrong music, and I'm like, you know, my wife was like, um, this is my husband flying, but this is not his music. <laughs> he listens to like hard rock and metal. This is not his music. So I was like, okay, next year I'm going to make myself a mix and make sure I, I get like a good mix to fly to. So that comes to, um, like the demo flights, you know, there's only about five of us. We, five of us did demo flights and then the fireworks started and it was only three of us. Chris Diamante ended up crashing out at the demo, his night demo flight. So he didn't have a heli to fly. There was another guy with a synergy that had nights set up and he crashed out on his demo. He was, he went right after I did. Um, trying to think. And there was like, yeah, now is it really? So it was five of us minus two now. So now it's, it's, um, Derek Chekis, uh, Drew Robinson and myself. And the way, you know, because there's only three and I think the fireworks were for like, you know, 15 minutes or 12 minutes, something like that. Yeah. We're like, okay, we have to space it out, you know? Like, so Derek went first and then Drew went and then like, you know, so like Derek flew for two minutes and then Drew went up for two minutes and Derek landed at three, three and a half. Drew went up for two and then I went up and, and we're flying and then we did like, you know, and then we were like just kind of flying in the fireworks, like, all crazy and i don't know we we kind of like drew's like i'm coming after you and i'm like all right let's do it <laughs> let's combat i don't care let's do it i don't i don't care about this helicopter I don't, <laughs> it could go home in a garbage bag for all i care and it's it's so hard to hit each other <laughs> it's so hard to hit the <laughs> helicopter in the air it really is especially when you're playing with the fireworks and the depth perception of the fireworks and then you're trying to also see how far that helicopter's out Towards you know your helicopter and trying to gauge that, oh, it's near impossible. You needed Anthony Garcia there, dude. I think <laughs> yeah, he's the exactly. only one you ever had a mid-air collision with helicopter. To only helicopter. one. Yes, only one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then so I had the third packet. So that was the second packet. And the third packet. And Chris, like before, um, I went up for my flight. You know, in the fireworks, he was like, "Oh man, I wish I had a crash out. I want to fly." And I was like, "Dude, here, take the third pack." Take the finale, you know, because you're going to keep it and do more stuff and be in the fireworks. And I just kept on like I was basically just spotting him and being like, go deeper, go further in, go out. Like, you know, trying to gauge where he's at because it's it's harder to do maneuvers and know your depth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easier for someone else to call out how close or far you are. So I was just calling it out for it. I was like, go after Drew, go after, <laughs> go after that helicopter. But, uh, yeah, my, you know, I did get a, I did get a, a mortar. Hit the tail of the helicopter, um, left a little scorch mark, and cool. I did notice. Um, and, and that was about it. It wasn't really like you know the blades are still good, the tail blades is good, everything was still fine. And we were like during the finale, I told Chris I was like go and just stay in there, like keep the helicopter in. I want to, I want that thing to be burnt up. Like I don't care. Um, and the finale was like I don't know how to describe it. It was like just. Mortar after mortar, it was like about a 50 foot wide, like just tons of like stuff going off. And the helicopters are just in there. And no, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was actually pretty interesting. But it was so much fun. I had so much fun doing it. I now have to rethink about my plans with this helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, originally this was going to be the last time I was going to have it set up as a Nightbird. I was going to dismantle it and use it as a donor helicopter for my gasser conversion. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm swaying towards uh, changing my mind right now. Um, I might still go ahead and do it for the sake of I have this airframe available. But I am in the market of buying another either used airframe or crashed airframe. I don't care. Like as long as it has like a good transmission block and and good you know swash blade blade grips, you know, like the, just the small stuff, like just the top part from the transmission up, um, the stuff that I need, I I'd be happy. And a tail box because I have everything else. I have tail booms. I, I'm you know the conversion comes with new frames. What else is there? Is there anything else? No, really, that's all I need. I need the transmission and up with the head and the servo tray and all that stuff. I need the tail box, put that on a new boom. I don't care. I'll put a new belt on if I need to buy one. Not a big deal. But um, I'd like to see if I could get something for like, you know, under 300, like just for those parts. Like I don't need, I, like I said, it could be a crashed helicopter for all I care. You know, it could be a, a, a re-kit. <laughs> don't matter. Uh, so... We'll see. If uh, any of our listeners has any Goblin 700 comps or Sport, uh, I prefer Sport if possible, just for the the black, um, matte black, you know, anodized stuff. Um, but if not, it's fine. I could do a comp. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, I want to. I want to get that going. Cool. Let's see. Is there anything else? What? No, no, no. And then. Hmm? What was it like flying in the fireworks? Like, was it distracting at all, or could you see the what you were doing? Or no, I mean, you can definitely see what you're doing because your night blades and the, yeah, the lights so, on it. I mean, I just wondered, like, depth perception was the hardest part. Like, it, it really, like, it was cool because when I was flying, I had Mike coach me, like, okay, go in further, go up, stay right there. Chris was also next to him, and they were, like, coaching me, like, okay, that's the sweet spot where the mortars are hitting. Like, you know, like, go up and left it and left a couple feet. Just stay there. Even if you just hover pirouetting, just sit there. Uh, you know, because they're, like, kind of okay. guiding where the, because they're seeing where the mortars are going, easier than where I'm so seeing it, because I'm paying attention fo- to the helicopter. Okay, I got you. So you're focusing on the heli, so you're not really seeing where the mortars are exploding. No, but you would see the trails. Those are the best ones. When you see the trail and it go, right? You mm-hmm. see the trails go up and you literally you just full pitch and you're like chasing that trail because you know at the top of it, it's going to go <laughs> boom, you know? Yeah. So, and that's the fun part, like just chasing these things around. And I guess last year when I did it, I just, I cared about my helicopter more. So it's <laughs> kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, oh, these guys are crazy on the left side. I'm going to just, Fly on the right side a little, and then I'll, I'll go uh-huh. into the fireworks and come back out and fly on the right side a little. This time I was just full bore, like staying there, staying there. I want to so, hit either a helicopter or a mortar. So the secret <laughs> to having fun doing this is fly a hill you don't care about. Yes, exactly. And I think that's the secret of flying in general. If you don't care about it, you will push. You'll push so much harder. And if it goes in, oh well, you know, <laughs> it's like. You know, you, but you have to really not care about it. You can't be like, oh yeah, I don't care about it and be like, oh no, I hope it doesn't Andy, go Andy, that's away. the secret of driving too. Just drive a car you don't care about. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly how people right. do it in the city. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, you know, like, it was just so much fun. I'm, I'm going to do it again. Even Scott Graham was there and he was like, I'm building a night for just for this event. I don't care. I'm just, just for this event because it looked like so much fun. So. I think we're going to try to get more people next year uh, with the Nightbirds and the fireworks again. Sweet. Um, 
Yeah. Beyond that, you know, there's other things that happen at Fun Play I can't really talk about on the show, so we'll just leave it at that. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I guess let's move to the main topic now, huh? We've been- wait, sure. One more thing. So yeah. what's the verdict on the trailer? I want gonna, one. You're going to buy one? Did it make it easier? Was it? Yes. Like, was it a success? Okay, so in my opinion, it made it infinitely easier once I got there. I mean, it was a little bit more of a pain hauling this thing, being yeah. limited by how fast I can go and stuff like that, um, the gas cost and, you know, whatever other cons of hauling something, right? But once I got there, I had everything set up. Um, that Friday night, you know, when I was going back to the hotel with my family, I was like, all right. I just opened up the door. I tossed everything in there except for my table and left my pop-up and everything up and just closed the door, locked it up, and, and left. And that's, you know, like I didn't have to worry about anything. Yep. Yeah, that's um, cool, man. Yeah. And then the next day I came back out and it was like set up in 10 minutes. And then I did like a full setup where like I had I had a, um, a sleeping cot, like a Coleman cot. So I, I laid that out for the kids to sit on as a couch slash like a little bed if they get tired. We had like um, a picnic blanket out and a table and all our like, you know, folding chairs and stuff. So the, the family had like a little spot that they could hang out with or, you know, just a home base, right? They could come back to after, you know, getting food or, you know, watching some helicopters and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was just convenient. Um, and I could see myself with even this five by eight. It's tiny. It's not big. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see, like, I could take that cot, you know, and, 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 you know, hinge it so I could put it up on the side when I'm not using it, right. you know, or fold it back up. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, put a table on one side. I could, like, envision, like, a layout of how I could use this for fun flies. Where if I go by myself, I could go there and I could, you know, I'll, I'll have a, I'll definitely put an AC unit in it. That's a must for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I don't need a, I don't need a toilet or shower. Like, I go to Fall Mowdown, you know, like, Virginia. Yeah. It's like great. They have showers and bathrooms there, so all I need is a place to actually sleep. So I could pseudo this, you know, I could make this into a two, uh, a two step thingy, right? Like I use it to haul my shit and have a workbench in there and also use it to sleep at night. So the other thing is it's cheap. I mean, in my opinion, it's cheap. I don't know if trailers, Mm -hmm. I don't know the cost of trailers, but it's an enclosed trailer. It was brand new when I rented it. Not anymore, I guess. Um, it was 2100 is the like, sale or like asking price or whatever like retail price i guess and the guy was funny he was like i was like oh how much is the trailer he's like oh 2100 you know in this current format the way it's laid out and everything it's like cool uh he's like well come back in october if you're if you want to buy one come back in october because you'll get this a lot cheaper (laughs) and the funny thing is i told uh kevin and, and also rob and it's, you know, I think Kevin mentioned, like, oh man, that'd be great. I should get it. I should look at this again, something like that, too. Rob is saying the same thing because he has jets. He has two big mm-hmm. jets that he doesn't, he hates having to, like, take it in in and out of his pickup truck and right. just, yeah. you know, like, he could just leave it in there. Yeah, he needs stands where yes. they mount and do they just stay there. Yes, right? And, you know, he was talking about it, and Kevin, you know, you kind of had an inclination that you might want something like this. And I just went to the guy, I was like, you know, maybe in October I might bring two other friends. We might pick up three, you know, if you could really work on us on the price. It's like, oh yeah, we'll definitely work on you. And I, I, I have a feeling like, you know, we could probably, I could probably get that five by eight trailer that I rented, like new for fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, you know, maybe like twenty five percent off. Yeah, that'd be a good deal. You know, Definitely. and then if you buy three of them, maybe he might even be like, okay, thirty percent off, and I'll take care of the 
you know, whatever, something, right? Or whatever it is. Right. But if you can get, if you can get a decent discount, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. The only thing that's really holding me back, and this will be my final thing, is my f- stupid freaking driveway. The stupid big rock. And the way that the driveway pitches down, so as you like get off the road, like it pitches straight, you know, pitches pretty far down. Um, uh, try to back that thing up. I, holy crap! It takes me like <laughs> ten tries, ten tries every time. Yeah. You know, I can see uh, that, dude, for sure. You know, because that big rock. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> Kevin. That if I didn't have that big rock, no problem. I could just back it in. I have two car space with, you know, like I would have like twelve, thirteen foot. With of driveway space, but only having about six feet because of this stupid rock that's huge. It's huge. It's as big as a car. Um, in my like that side little driveway area, I, I gotta get that thing removed before I get the trailer. And and I don't care if they have to, I have to call a contractor to come in and dynamite that thing out. I I gotta get that thing removed. It's like ah. It would have been so much better if I didn't have that. <laughs> I just felt bad. I kept on blocking traffic. My street's pretty busy, so it's like I block traffic. I try like three times. I see like four or five cars lined up. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go around. I go around, try to get People you know? laughing at you. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Like, look at this idiot. Can't look at that idiot. Can't trailer. even back up a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Look at that trailer. It's so small. But, I mean, I think the smaller trailers are harder. They they really they jackknife so easily, you know? Like you yeah, get really smaller, twisted the, up. Yep, the smaller the trailer, the harder it is to back up. Yeah, because yeah, the turning sensitive. radius from the wheels to the tongue is probably shorter than your car, <laughs> so you have Wheel to be base, like right, right on mm-hmm. top of it yeah. in order to not let it get away from you. You have yeah, to correct yeah. it immediately. Yes, yes, and that's what I was seeing. I would start correcting and be like, "Uh, it's too slow," and it'd be like, "Jackknife, fuck." Yep. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's try it again. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> man, I, I wish you'd videoed that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but um, yeah. So that that's pretty much my weekend. Um, I did go to Toronto uh, on Sunday and hang out with the family up there, and that was pretty crazy and fun. Um, so nice. But yeah. Oh, I didn't go over what happened to the Black Nitro. Oh yeah. Today. So today, I know I'm taking freaking most of the show right now. Today I returned, you know, I returned the trailer. I re, uh, I picked up my dog and then I came back home and I was working on my Black Nitro and I'm like, I gotta figure out what happened, right? So I work it from the problem where I saw the the lead. It was like a six inch servo lead that the whole thing was just melted. Like the wires were all bare and just all melted. And working my way back, I'm you know looking at every single servo connector, like extension and everything. And I'm working my way back, and I'm like, okay, I don't really see anything. I see the throttle lead sitting there. I'm like, okay, all right, let me start taking the fan shroud off. Let me start taking the motor apart and looking at the motor and assess that. As I'm doing that, like the the way the black nitro is set up is that the throttle servo is on the front uh, part of the fan shroud. So when you take the fan shroud apart, you know you get your servo wire and you see your lead and you see your throttle servo there. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh, what the hell did this like mark? Like you know, so basically um, a melt a melting mark on the the servo lead, which you know I saw that it was like okay, both positive and ground. Like, they got melted. And then I'm looking at the head of the motor, and I'm like, what is this, like, hard plastic thing that's stuck on the, the head block? 
I'm like, I can't even scrape it off my nail. Like, damn, it's on there, right? And then I'm looking. I'm like, look at the lead and like how long where the burnt mark is to where the, the burnt mark is on the head. I'm like, damn it. That's what happened. So the servo lead for the throttle, throttle servo, sorry, was touching the head uh, of the motor, which eventually ended up melting the uh, sheathing off of it and grounding out the two positive and negative, which I guess created a short and a, I guess the, the extension I had a, was like less gauge wire, mm-hmm. right? So it basically had less resistance or I don't know how to, I don't know. like More resistance. Or more resistance and it basically lit up. You don't that, understand how electricity works. So no. No, I don't understand how electricity works. But it basically, I guess the wire was thinner, so it it was basically more right. resistant. It and heated it up and burnt Heated first. up and burnt first, yes. Steve, electricity is magic. Electricity is magic. I can't see it, but it does so, something, right? And he let out the magic smoke. That was the problem. That's it. That's what I was getting ready to say, the magic smoke. Yep. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is I was like, all right, well – let me see. Is this servo dead? So I cut the lead where the burnt mark was. I resoldered that onto the servo. Use hot glue to like seal it up and you know make sure that the servo, the wires don't wiggle from the nitro. And I plug it into the neo, and I'm like, oh, I got throttle again. So that works. Nice. So yeah, so the servo did fine. The wires did not, which is okay. I'd rather have that you know go bad <laughs> than replace another servo. Why was the wire inside the fan shroud touching the, the head? Yeah, I don't know. I think I routed the wire wrong when I put that motor in. Okay. It's supposed to, like, I don't think I had enough lead. I was like, oh, I'll just run it through, like, you know, along the side over here. And I didn't notice that it was, it was like, close you. enough to rub on the, it, the head. Yeah, you had it super rich breaking it in. It probably didn't even get hot enough to, to melt it till you really yeah. started working on it. Yeah, because when Rob when Rob was tuning, he was like, "Okay, let's take this two and a half and make it two. Mm-hmm. And he adjusted my low um, my low idle, the low speed uh, needle, and um, and that's when that flight happened. And yeah. when when that got hot enough, and it was a pretty warm day, you know, when it melted the shorted it, and the throttle went full throttle. <laughs> I guess Yeesh. it was like it was like you know during the gov, like maybe I was like in the pitch. When it burnt, and it just kept there. So when I went mid-stick, it was like, <laughs> you know, thing was screaming. Yeah. There's no load on the motor now. Right. And I was like, what the <laughs> Okay, I'm tired of that. Oh, there it goes. It kicked yeah. out on me. It just sucks that it you, you ruined the piston and everything. Like, rebuild again. Yeah, yeah four flights and got to spend another $80 for a piston and... Whatever ring cost, 20, 30 yeah, bucks. If it just you know? melted the wire and stuff, it'd be like, yeah. ah, well, no big deal. Yeah, no harm done. And, and my <laughs> you got to do the damn engine. That sucks. Yeah. It's, a, it's like four flights. and got to rebuild this damn engine again. It's like, really? <laughs> you know? Dude, on the other side of Nitro's story between the podcast, dude, I, I still haven't fixed my starter. So I brought my drill and took the, the piece off, the extended piece off the starter. And mm-hmm. Mike D saw it and he was like, Dude, that's so funny. You're starting your your nitro with that. He's like, that's old school. I was like, that's how you know a nitro motor's running good when you can start it with a hand, with a drill like that, with a cordless <laughs> drill. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, uh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, but that motor breaks, you know. I'm yeah. I'm not sad about it. I'm not upset about it. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that sucked, but oh well. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm already like pricing out all the 
parts and everything I gotta replace and and you know, I'll get it flying again. I'm not worried. Yeah. That's enough for me now. Let's go into the main topic here. What is the main topic? I'm the so evolution lost of now. media. Oh, the evolution of media. Yeah, where does media evolve to? So more importantly or more relatedly into our podcast, right? Like where does podcasting lead to? Where 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 does podcasting evolve to? What would you guys say? Are your thoughts on that? Me getting a job doing voiceovers? I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impressions. Impressions. Yeah. yeah. My impression of that sucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know, dude. That's a really good question. It's a good topic. Uh, I know how, you know, things have started out for us in the hobby mm-hmm. and, and in podcasting. And uh, we have a few points to talk about. Yeah. Along those lines, I didn't want to bring them up unless you guys had something else you wanted to say. I think the the evolution of people being able to participate from the audience is yeah. what's really, has really changed it. Because, you know, the whoever's doing the podcast for sale, uh, YouTube Live or Facebook Live event, they, they have a comment that pops up there or a question. They can address that immediately. I, I do corporate streaming media in my day job and that's one of the things that we've been doing for a few years with live Q and a polls, that sort of thing. And it's just exploded in like the last couple of years. It's crazy how many we do. We went from doing, you know, four or five a month to four or five a week, sometimes two in one day. Hmm. Just, I think that feedback is what's driven that. I think there's a lot to that. Like it, uh, it started out where, well, audio format started out more or less with the radio other than standing on the, to- the corner talking to each other. And that was like a call-in type of thing where one caller at a time called in. But I, I know exactly what you're saying because I watch a guy from Germany who builds a lot of 3D stuff. I watch that guy, Guitar Max. And they mm-hmm. they all have the same type of thing where they get in front of Facebook and the, the comments are just flowing in and they're taking them as they come in, you know, yeah. as they can. Not all of them. Obviously, because there's like thousands of them going in, but and I also think it gives you that one-on-one interaction too. Uh, you know, if that guy happens to read your comment or a comment on something you posted, you know, yeah, like, which is which is awesome. I think it gives you that more, you know, connection with whoever it is is on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More personal. Yeah, we've done a lot on tired iron aviation and with motion RC on the EDS and airplanes and it's amazing. You know, you've got a new model right there. You're releasing people can say, Hey, turn it around and let me see where the, where the ESC mounts into it. Or what, what are the, you know, the flap hinges look like and you can just turn it around and show them. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think it's something flight test wanted to do years ago, but really didn't take off. I know Fred was trying to do, it was the same thing with like a build night. Where you would have guy building and, you know, you could post questions to him if, you know, you're putting something together. And that's, that's what this guy in Germany that I watch does. Hey, right now he's building a CNC machine, but before he built a, a 3D printer last year. And that's where I got, kind of got the idea. And I didn't post questions, but the community that was, mm-hmm. you know, in the chat was amazing. They just had so many technical questions for him. And he, you know, he did six 
two hour episodes. I mean, 12 hours of a guy building wow. a, a, a 3D printer was great. Yeah. You got really all your questions answered. Right. Mm-hmm. And, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just another level of interaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if we can get the Jetsons holograms next, I'll be all set. I'll never leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's archives. Too, you know, the comments. If you go back and watch one of these videos after the fact. Yeah. The, the comments and them addressing those comments are real time. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's good. You know, it's just good to have archive. Like, you know, whether it's setting up an airplane or going through a new, um, fly barless controller or something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like, um, that type of interaction is, yeah, that's definitely where everything is kind of going, right? It's not just the podcast or to, um, not just even RC side, right? Like anything you do, like you see it in like, I don't know, gaming videos and just everything else in media these days that like that real time collaboration and, and question and Q and A sessions and stuff are, are very popular. It's, you know, it's definitely kind of where, where things are going, right? Yeah. And I think it's the format of the YouTube channel dictates, you know, how it's, how it's presented and how it comes across. Like the guy I was talking about. He's actually building something. The other guy that I watch is a guitar player and just reviews, you know, guitars and guitar equipment and gear and stuff like that. And when he does that Q&A, he just sits in front of the the camera for an hour talking to the audience, really, and they, you know, bounce questions off him, asking him about different things. And so I think it really depends on, you know, the show, the YouTube show or whatever's related to that show. Like if we were to do it, like... I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun, you know. We'd we'd have we'd have a few people that probably have some interesting comments, and the rest would probably be just a bunch of jokesters. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be ninety percent jackasses. Yeah, and, like and it's going to be a three pisser. people with a legitimate question, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Yeah. That's fun too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all serious business or anything like that. No, it'll be it'll be it'll be great. Uh, let's talk about a couple of these formats here. We got, we got kind of like, you know, there's definitely been a, Facebook is, in this hobby, Facebook is kind of one of the main pinnacle spots you can go to get news and what's going on and, and also see live video streams, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, seeing, seeing people either flying or talking about the hobby or interviewing and stuff like that. Like just, you know, I feel like this, this Facebook, platform has become a staple in our RC, uh, not just, a, you know, I don't want to just say the, the heli side, but the RC community in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like Facebook's the most popular, or the biggest one for the live streams, especially. It's, the lowest, stream. it's yeah. the lowest common denominator, though, on usage. I mean, anybody can do it from... Your yeah. 90, 92-year-old grandmother to <laughs> the three-year-old with an iPad. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's – it's like, it's maybe not the best platform. There's there's some other things out there that have better features. But mm-hmm. if you want to hit a lot of people, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. it's simple. Yeah. 
It's so simple, I can't get the orientation of the camera down right. I was going to say, <laughs> it's so simple, except it's hard to figure out how to turn this stupid thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now we can get Kevin a gig doing Geico commercials or something. <laughs> simple, even a caveman could do it? Yep. So simple, even Kevin can do it. Exactly. There you go. Special K. Special K. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, and then so on top of Facebook, you have YouTube, right? There's another platform that mm-hmm. you can do live video streaming. You can do pre-recorded uploads, of course. Um, yep. But the live live streaming stuff is pretty interesting too. Now, you know they have live commenting, and, and all these platforms have live commenting during the uh, the live stream, which is great. Um, I haven't done a YouTube stream, so I'm very unfamiliar with uh, yeah the the process for that. I don't see those very often. Maybe I'm just not looking for them. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I kind of feel like YouTube is more of the place where you put something that you produce a little bit. You know, maybe a build video or a review and you maybe have some edits or this or that. You know, it's a little little more polished maybe than just the Facebook Live stuff. Yeah. Uh That kind of be my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the only live stream I ever saw was the SpaceX launch, um, on YouTube. <clears throat> and it was just, you know, I, I've never done it, so I don't know what it looks like, but as watching it as a viewer, it was very, it was very nice. You know, you had your, your, like your main video picture and you had like your comments on the side and it was, it was just kind of nicely done. I don't know how it is on a, on a phone though, on a mobile device. It yeah. just was on the laptop, so you had more real estate and an actual real browser with plugins and stuff, so. Um, well, so now it's definitely a bit different. Mm-hmm. I think Twitch is actually getting into the game with uh, more than just gameplay. I know sure. there's there's a few guys that I've watched on YouTube for years that recently have talked about doing interviews on Twitch and you know join me on Twitch for this or that. Uh-huh. So and Twitch is also a platform, I believe. Yeah, definitely. Or getting into the game with it. Yes. And that has the same format where you know the chat comes in. Uh, you can choose to set up your screen to either have it on the screen or not. And, mm-hmm. you know, most of the gamers out there know what I'm talking about. But George, I wanted to ask George, what, uh, what do they use? Uh, do they use a certain platform or is it all in-house type stuff or closed circuit sort of? Are you talking about in the corporate world? Yeah. We use, uh, Microsoft products and, um, it's really kind of like a, just a webcast with Q and A. But it's moderated Q&A, so only, you know, if I choose to show a question or whoever's producing it chooses to show a question to the whole audience, yeah. they can. Uh, okay. We usually show the questions for the confidence monitor. But it's, uh, yeah, you set up polls. Uh, it's just, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, on mobile devices, it looks great. Nice. And, yeah, we can, you know, we do it, we do live presentations to I don't want to say real close number over 15,000 people worldwide wow see when I used to work for uh, MCI which was a telecom company kids back when there was long distance and local calls <laughs> when uh, there were freaking punch downs and yeah, T1 lines and yeah, yeah. MCI carriages were just what was brand it? new Worldcom <laughs> yeah well before Worldcom yeah um, I actually got involved with, with PictureTel, which was a company that used to do video conferencing back in the day. And that I was, know them well. That I've was still back, got a camera. 
Do you? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That was back when you had to rip apart, you know, the, the vice president's computer and install a card and set interrupts and stuff like that. And, you know, I remember, I remember my boss being like, you really got to know what you're doing, you know, to, to do that. And I was like, not really. I just don't care. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if I screw up the guy's computer, I'm whatever. Let, let the smoke out of it. Yeah. Well, I can't believe you, you even know what picture tell is now. I'm serious. I've still, I've still got one of their little remote control cameras. Wow. I've been streaming since about 96, okay. 97. Yeah, that's yeah. when I started, 96. So it's come a long way since then. Crazy how far it's come. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, right? So now what's this other, you got Instagram on this list too, Steve. Yeah, and Instagram doesn't, it's not more of the live stuff. It's more of your, your stories. You can build stories for, for your, I guess, build that type of content. It's different. It's not like the live stuff or Q and A or anything like that. But I just wanted to include it because there is another platform that you can like curate content and put it out there, right? Like you can take your couple of video clips and add words and add titles and pictures, a lot of pictures and stuff. Yeah, a lot of pictures and other things, and and make it into like a feed, right? Or make it to a story that you can that folks can uh, view. So I, I didn't want to, it's not the same as the YouTube and the Facebook as far as the live stream, but I did want to include it as it is a, it is a platform to share content, RC content through. Okay. You know, you mentioned earlier too about uh, the gamers streaming mm-hmm. all their stuff. There's a software that I've used a couple of times. I used to help uh, pilot Ryan do his podcast, uh, RC pilots lounge. And we used, uh, it was a uh, kind of an add-in for YouTube Live OBS, and you can set up all these virtual inputs, whether it be a static image, PowerPoint, a video clip, a, a camera, even just a section of your screen. So these could be inputs that you could switch into your live program. Mm. So that that's something that works fairly well. Yeah, I've used OBS, uh, definitely. I, I use it actually on my job to record video samples that we do camera tracking. We set up a lot of stuff for, for, uh, some, some sites that are specific with, uh, Homeland security, stuff like that. But, uh, that being said, it's just a lot of cameras. They want to, they want to make sure a lot of these cameras do the tracking that they're supposed to do. And so I use OBS and I overlay right over the top, you know, this is camera, whatever, doing this test, looking at this camera or being tripped by this camera. But yeah, that's, that's definitely in the Twitch world that they all use OBS to, to overlay, you know, the, their name of their channel there. You can put in a little window that captures their webcam and then all that are, their chat coming in. Like I was saying, you, they can overlay that in and it's all customizable. It's, it's very simple to use, but it's a yeah. powerful program. It's a great program. Yeah. I use that for, for streaming my sim sessions. I did that for a little bit and okay. I would use OBS to sim it to Twitch. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a new, right? Like we're, what we're talking about, you know, it has been done by other podcasters out there. So we'll bring a couple of those folks up and highlight them as, so we got RC after hours. Yes. Know? Um, oh, the old RC after hours. I, I guess Andre is still doing it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't really, uh, been paying attention, um, to that, but I know. 
uh, previously with Chris, Mike, and Andre, they used to every Sunday they would re- you know do a um, a live podcast record and stream at the same time. I think it was every mm-hmm. other Sunday, wasn't it? It was. Or, yeah, every other Sunday, whenever they're scheduled. I think yeah. Andre's keeping it going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would only catch that uh, every now and then if I could remember to to check it out, and it usually was nine a.m. I was right nine a.m. Uh, I was just mm-hmm. waking yeah. up at that point. I've been on it a couple of times. It's pretty yeah, good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. He had a video switcher and, and Chris definitely, you noticed that he was busy when, during the show. Like he was like watching and, you know, listening and also like switching the camera feeds to who's talking and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, he was producing, producing right. and hosting and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reading comments, doing a lot of stuff. That's what I thought yeah. was amazing about the guy doing the 3D printer, the German uh, from Germany, Tom Sandlander, was that he not only was building a 3D printer, which is hard enough as it is, he's also taking comments from chat and switching between like two different cameras at least, all on the fly as he's as he's doing this build. And it, it was, boy, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. You know, it's got to be interesting and got to be a busy time. But I guess once you get it down, it's relatively easy. Yeah. Once you get all your different camera angles set up, it's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, with a proper video switcher and everything like labeled properly, you, you know, I would think you just kind of clicking buttons here and there and switch things up. So, so now, you George, get used to it. Do you know what kind of uh, software you need and hardware you need to do something on YouTube like that, like uh, like After Hours would do? Yeah, we've we've got it set up here. Oh, nice. Now, is it Skype that they use for that, or is it something else? It's um, it's a corporate version of Skype. Okay. I think okay. most Microsoft sites will probably go to Teams within the next year, year and a half. Yeah, we're using Teams at work. Yeah, we yeah. are. Our IT department is just now kind of starting to share it with others. From from the hangar here, we, we set up like that every once in a while. I've got a, uh, an older mixer. Still fully HD, but uh, have a big screen we can show all the comments and stuff on. Very cool. I was thinking maybe get uh, three or four people in the hangar and then bring in two or three outside connections, something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes, I am on board. We've done different things like during during the daytime hours if we're having a fly-in, we can have somebody out there on their phone call in, Skype in, and we can just put them on the mixer and show them right on the Facebook feed, things like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, if somebody wants to made in the plane or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or crash one, you know, hit the paralyzed. We've, we've had a few of those. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> when, wow. when are we taking care of that wire? Never. No? Okay. We Probably just not. need a camera Focused on that wire during a fun fly, just leave it. <laughs> Need a camera, yeah. yeah, off to the side or hanging directly yeah, from that wire. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, right yeah we can get a metal. We can get a metal pole and just hang one up there on that top wire. Yeah, I, I was also thinking it should be a slow motion camera so that way you can see a plane just <laughs> chopped in half in slow motion or a helicopter or whatever. <laughs> that damn wire. Mm-hmm. It's a love hate relationship. <laughs> Cool. Uh, let's Who see. else so, is incorporating some video into the audio podcast? I'll tell you, some, I, used to. I'll tell you somebody that does a great job. 
I'll let you talk about flight tests, but don't let me forget. I've got one that's doing a really good job of it right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the FT community cast is kind of gone now. Mm -hmm. We haven't put up an episode for... Yeah, almost almost a year year now. now? Yeah, almost a year. But they used to do that too, right? They used to have uh, live chat, and that was through their website, though. It was different. It was a different platform. They would have the podcast live viewing, but the chat would come from like a, a different chat program that they was embedded into their website, I think, during their live stream. So it was a little bit different platform okay. that they used. So it was more of a custom job, I would say, compared to like using a platform that already exists. And yeah, that, that, that worked. It seemed to work pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I really don't, I don't know the benefits of doing this over like this custom kind of setup. You know, you while they're leveraging their website deeply, which is good because that means their website is getting the, um, you know, getting hits and there's, there's people landing on their page and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess the hardcore listeners would go to that every week, you know, on their scheduled time. Um, I don't know if there's like many, I don't know, notification methods though from that platform uh, to be able to like, I, Say, hey, we're live now, you know? It's kind of what I was going to ask a second ago. It's, you would go to their website and log in, I assume, and then watch or chat or, or whatever. Or, yeah. Or it kind of seems like a Facebook or something. You'd get a notification pop up or you might just be like, oh, I'll check this out. Either mm-hmm. stay with it or not. You wouldn't have to really plan to go yeah. watch it. Yeah, and like like you're saying that you'd have to sign in and stuff. This is different because, um, you know, when you go to Facebook, I mean, unless you're only to view, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'm always signed in on Facebook. It's just kind of the way it is. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got the app on your phone or whatever, and you're just doing something else or whatever, and see it pop up. And you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I forgot about cool. this, but I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Now, do you guys get the notifications? Uh, and and like I, like what's the process like with me I'm, I just happen to be on Facebook and see you know this guy streaming or whatever this is going on and I just happen to catch more stuff on Facebook in the same way on YouTube like I just happen to catch it like I don't get a pop up on my phone that says hey this guy's going live or whatever on Facebook for the com- um for the after hours folks I had it like. Had yeah. notifications pop up. Yeah, almost. I did as well. And I think yeah. it's, uh, you can set, uh, you can have notifications for different things because some of them I get, some of them I don't, and mm-hmm. some of them I don't get every time. I mean, it's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, you can go in there and fine tune that down to, you know, live videos. Or right. Any, yeah. anything, you know, they post up what they ate for breakfast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I like you, Steve, on the RC After Hours, I had it set that any time he did a live one, I would get a notification. Yes. Because I, would, I wouldn't think about it. I'd just be, you know, doing whatever, and it'd pop up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're recording. So I'd hop on for a minute or two and usually fall out and then always download the episode and listen to it audio yeah. format later because yep. that's kind of what I – listen to my podcast stuff when I'm working. So, you know, I'd watch it if I wasn't busy or, or whatever, but usually mm-hmm. I still consumed it in the audio format. 
Yeah, and and same for me too. Like it would always be the audio for, but like I'd jump in for a while and try to participate. Yes, you see know. what's going on. Or yeah, say yeah. hi. Mm-hmm. So, George, you want to go into the one that you had in your head before you lose it? <laughs> I don't want you to forget. Yes, uh, Chloe's RC Safari. Mm-hmm. She she's um, she and April they produce a, a really nice. I, I would just call it a. You know, Facebook Live webcast that she's got yeah. a nice a- animation she plays at the beginning. That's you know all custom done with her likeness and the, and the logo and everything. But mm-hmm. it's just a really, really good, really good setup. She's you know she's got some audio equipment and some mixers and and April's really up to on all that. When they go out and do live events or shoot something, she's got you know she got some nice cameras. Yeah. But, uh, I've always enjoyed their show. Is she yeah. kind of doing like a a weekly show or something? Because it seemed like I would see it a lot and then yeah. not see it for a while. Is it just yeah, kind of I a random thing? Like, or I think it's just like whatever's going on. If there's events they're going to or, you know, it, it, they're, they're like us. Yeah. You know, have day jobs and right. have to kind of. Manage that around that and family. Right. Not everybody lives in their hangar. <laughs> no. You know, right? What's wrong with that? Sad. Let's see. Who else do we have here? The RC Roundtables, right? Our friends, you know, they, they're primarily audio podcasts, but every mm-hmm. so often they'll do a, a YouTube live one, right? Is it? Right. Well, do they do a lot? Uh, Let's see. I haven't do they do one comments and stuff? Or do they just kind of record their? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Because I don't. I I haven't caught. I actually haven't watched any of them. <laughs> yeah, because just watching YouTube videos, you know, um, it takes. Especially for a podcast, it would be a long sit down, right? So I haven't. I I did see like a a preview of it. Though. I I think they just record it and then they like air they, it. They match. Nah, but I, but think, I think they stream they it, stream but they, it. I don't know. If, yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't know if they interact with... No, I think they do. A lot of them do the announcement. Like, they'll have the video pre-recorded, and what they do is they say it's going to start playing at, you know, 8 p.m. Central Time. And so they're monitoring that video premiere and talking in the chat window at the same time it's playing. Okay. Okay. Which is kind of semi-live, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I remember the guy... the Roundtable guys interacting with comments and stuff. So they must be doing, I think they do Facebook live. Yeah. I don't so know I, why you would do live if you don't have interaction, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess the only other way, like the only other reason to do something live is to like kind of put the pressure on, on the, you know, on, on us or on the people that are doing a live. Um, you know, kind of thinking like, Live TV, they don't get much interaction, but they do it because it's live, like, to have that extra bit of, like, wow factor, I guess. I don't know. That's what I need, more pressure. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like, I'm not taking enough blood pressure medication. Nope. Time to double it up. Double up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um. Now this one is is a very unique one I think. It's 
And it's unique as far as I don't, I haven't seen any aircraft folks do this. I've just seen this one group of folks do it on the helicopter side. And it's the rotor heads. Are they still doing this? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're kind of done. I they, feel like they're kind of died off, they right? They said they were taking a, a break of undetermined length. Yeah. So much okay. done. Yeah. But they're, Platform was a bit different. They used to do it was YouTube Live, I believe, right? I don't did they? I don't think they did it live. I think it was just recorded and then just a oh, released okay. as a podcast through yeah. Podbean. But it was a video podcast, and then they also had it on uh, YouTube. I think. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. I I was thinking. You know, well, I was gonna just mention that, like, so their platform is that they sim while they shoot the shit and do a podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the uniqueness of their do platform. A, a multiplayer sim. Yes. And so they're all record, flying together. Mm-hmm. I guess they record the the audio, the video, and the audio from like Discord or something, and yes. then just talk for a couple hours, and that's the podcast. Of course, have topics and, you know, and have guests and the whole thing, but they're also simming at the, at the same time. So it could, uh, show a different maneuver or do how to's, you know, how, how to break this maneuver down and do it. You could Which watch cool. actually fly on the sim. Yeah. You could. Yeah. I thought it was very innovative and a good, uh, neat yeah. way to do. Yeah. Cause you got to yeah. ask them questions like, show me how to do this and break it down. You know, so I get a better, better understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned before video podcasts. I wanted to say that there was a few that I actually watched, but that really never took off, uh, as far as I know, unless you guys think different, uh, for just for the stuff I was watching. You know, I watched, I used to watch one on, um, the games I was playing. Uh, one was specific to a game, uh, but it never really took off. I think. I think maybe um, Techzilla started out as a video podcast and then got picked up by TiVo. I used to see it on TiVo a lot, but that's we're going like ten years back, and I know that's no longer uh, no longer being done. Um, that was where Veronica Belmont got her start with her, or probably got her start before then. But I'm just I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to watch that show. It was it was really well done. It was all about it was all about CNET tech stuff. Uh, you know. Building, building PCs and all, all sorts of stuff. I can still remember them talking about this new app that was coming out called Instagram. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Netscape Navigator. Yeah. Netscape. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys uh, knew of any other video podcasts. And I could, it, they could have started as a YouTube thing show. I just remember downloading it from Podbean in a video format. Started playing and then stick the phone in my pocket and just listen to it. When I was when I was working. There was a video podcast, the RC one that I used to watch. Oh man, I can't remember the name of it now. It was uh, it was a guy uh, in his couple guys would get together in this one guy's basement and they would go over different plane models and stuff like that. Uh, and their logo was like a radio ish. Oh man. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to search and see if I have it somewhere. But I don't know. If, yeah, I don't do you guys know what I'm talking about? Did you guys ever? That sounds. That sounds like uh, Holly Ryan and Captain Mike. Uh, 
Sounds like the Planker channel to me. It, no, I think, yeah, they, <laughs> I think George is on to it. Yeah, they had, um, before they were with, they were with motion, they were, had, uh, RC command or something. Um, it was before I got in the hobby. I've seen some of them, but yeah, they were funny. I'll have to look. I have on my, on my hard drives, my free NAS. I have. Yeah, they've still got a real popular YouTube channel. Oh, do they? Yeah. I'll, have, I'll have to look and see if it's the same one we're ta- I'm talking about, or if, see if we're talking about the same thing. I bring it up. It was actually pretty. It was pretty cool. I I I liked it because it was video. Right. Yes, this is it. RC Radio Network is what it was called, and it was 2012 ish when I was watching this. I'm pretty sure the guy was down south. I'd have to Google it, but my keyboard makes a lot of noise, so I won't do that right now. You know, one of the main things that I think we want to do as uh, as podcasters is to do this last thing that I have noted here is a Q and A session. Um, obviously, when you're doing a full on podcast, you can do a full on podcast and you know interrupt the show kind of and like kind of move into talking with uh, our listeners on a live Q and A session. But to do something more specifically. And do like basically all the whole main topic is meant to be questions and answers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing, you know, what kind of funny questions we'll get or outrageous questions or, you know, just downright questions we won't even answer. <laughs> I don't know what those are, but hey, who knows? I was going to say, is there anything we wouldn't answer? I mean, it might be a smart ass answer, but <laughs> yeah, it'd be an answer. It might not be one you want, but exactly, it'd be an <laughs> it might not be something you want to put out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, so so there are things like you know that you can, um, you know, that we can basically air and try to get questions answered, and that's something we wanted to do. I think like once a quarter or something, but we just haven't had the. Um, the logistics or the know-how or even just really the time to mess around with it, I think. Um, you know, we keep on saying we need to do this, but we really haven't gotten a chance to do so. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I think so too. We can do it. Cool. I don't know. I guess we'll ask our listeners, right? What do you, what do you think is the evolution of podcasting or just media in general? Do you mm-hmm. think, um, doing the Q and A, uh, quarterly Q and A sessions would be, you know, beneficial? Like, do you think you'll have fun with it or it'll make good content or do you think it's just a waste of time? Let us know. And to let us know, you can email us. And if it's course. a waste of time, yeah. would it still be entertaining? It could be, right? Yeah. Yeah, good question. I'm right? okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be entertaining, but it would be a waste of time to let us know that you think it would be entertaining. Okay, <laughs> 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 uh, nice. I guess <laughs> We would kind of have to let them know what kind of content. I mean, it'd be like, oh, if we could demo maybe somebody's new helicopter or how to set up, a, we could even capture, you know, a PC screen or a Mac screen and show how to set up a certain kind of controller or something. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely make it topic specific or we could make it just a broad general Q and A session. Yeah. We can, you know, maybe. Yeah, like a topic would be cool. Um, I would think for the first like, one, do a general one, and, yeah. and then ask 
you know, ask the audience yeah. what they would want to see. And, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely do that. And then do a topic, and then you could always field a few general questions in between while you're doing a talk, you know, before sure. or after a main topic type thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, if you want us to do it, really need a kick in the butt for us to actually go and do this. So yeah, I, I want to see some emails or some Facebook comments or something. Just let us know you actually want to want us to do this because, you know, it, it does take time and effort and um, we're all very busy folks. So we want to make sure that it's not going to, you know, that we're going to do this and be like two people on and they're like, hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. It's What's like- your question? Oh, we don't have one. I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> like, okay. It's like Spinal Tap in the record store. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Doing the record signing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, but it dude, would it'd be good. Mm-hmm. But, dude, before we get off the main topic, on a personal note, uh, the podcast evolution for me personally has been uh, amazing to just get out and talk to the people in person at the events, man, that we go to or wherever, you know? That to me is part yeah. of the evolution for from from my point of view, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's been great to meet people I've looked up to in the hobby, you know, and and people I've heard about in the hobby that never got a chance to meet, and just some of the dude, just some of the uh, the great people that are in this hobby that you know not a lot of people know about, and we can talk about them, you know, too. Yeah, you know, that, that's what that's what has been crazy. You know, we've done a few videos. And we've done a lot of stuff with motion, so my dog's probably more popular than I am. But <laughs> it, it, it's funny. You'll see people at meets, and they'll ask you to sign their their magazine or their shirt or their, their airplane or something, and it's like it cracks me up. It's like it's funny. Yeah. Somebody asked me one time, they said, you ought to get one of those little ink pads so that we can get your dog's autograph. So they're really, you know, the, in, the in-person interaction with people that's watched your videos or you've, you've helped, they said, hey, you know, that B-17 video you did on this or that really mm-hmm. helped me figure out this. You know, that makes it that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Is there anything else you want to add to this topic before we move on? No. Let us know what you think. Yes. Yeah. Send us a comment yes. or a question. Comment, email, Facebook post. Um, Even you, yeah. Bill, send us a comment. Ah, oh, boy, you had to do that. No, <laughs> of course. Yes, even you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's move it on to news and announcements. All right, news and announcements. Yeah, what do we got? Speaking of podcasts. And mm-hmm. evolution. And mm-hmm. evolution. We have a new RC Heli podcast. Yeah. Called The Heli Heads Show. Whoa. What is this? The Talking Heli Heads Show? Talking Heads? The Talking Heli Heads. Awesome. Yep. Do you know any more about it? Uh, not really. Uh,. <laughs> Steve, do you know any more about it? I know one of the guys. I know Mike Sobe. He's one yeah. of the heads. Yeah, he's a head. He's, he's a yeah. Uh, they, they call him we, that. Yeah. We got um, what's Daniel, who's the other guys? Daniel. Daniel yeah. And then and, some other dude. Uh, what 
what's that guy's name that I was talking to? Is there Kevin? Yes, I'm trying to remember his last name though. It's a Kevin. Another Kevin. Uh, Another Kevin. Oh boy. It's Kevin, only, Kevin it's McGrady. Sh- I don't know. Yeah, that's a Kevin McGrady. Well, I mean, at least they got a mic. That's the most important part to have a heavy podcast. A microphone, you mean? No, a mic. A mic, mic? mic and mic. Oh, a mic yeah. on the show. Yeah, you have to yeah. have a mic. Yeah. Wait, we don't have a mic. I feel left out. We have a mic, D. Oh, I guess, yeah. So we do have a mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, check this out. They've got a Facebook page. Just search yeah. the Helihead Show. Uh, they're on Podbean. I didn't see them on Apple, iTunes, Podbean, a podcast app. I think maybe it takes a little while to get on there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it has to be um, like. It takes a couple of weeks to get through the thing or whatever. Yeah, their vetting process. But I'm sure it will be. Check them out on Podbean or Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm eager for any content because. Yeah. A lot of our shows have kind of dwindled down here recently. Yeah, and I can't listen to myself again. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm completely lying. Of course I can. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we fooling, Kevin. Um, but dude, go to, yeah, go to, like, like Andy's saying, go to Podbean, man, because the Helly Heads show, uh, so far have episode one out, intros and John Deo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yep. I'm about halfway through it. John's a good dude, man. He really is. Yes, yep. John was, uh, geez, John was the guy that said, you know, even though he's a line pilot, I told him my situation when I was starting to fly helicopters. He's the one that said, get an Oxy. Got to get an Oxy. And that was when Oxy 3 had, were just coming out or just had come out. Mm-hmm. Everybody was all about it. Mm-hmm. John's the man and a good pilot. Flies for a line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about halfway through their first show and I'm I'm digging it. Awesome. Yep. I love it. Me too. Can't have enough. No. Yeah. No, because I can't listen to political podcasts anymore. I get all raging, and then I go home and take it out on everybody at, at my house and, you know, my neighbors. <laughs> my taxes go up. Who, your wife? <laughs> like, yeah. Who else is at your house? My your dog. dog. <laughs> and your cat. Yeah. He's in there yelling at the dog. <laughs> yeah. Damn at you, the dog. Penny. <laughs> you damn socialist. <laughs> That's funny. All <laughs> right. <laughs> What else do we have? So, yeah, definitely give them a listen. The Helly yeah. Head Show. Yes. The Oxy 5 stretch kit is available right this second for pre-order. Probably will be in stock very soon, I imagine. So oh. this will take your Oxy 5 up to a 625 millimeter size. Up to yeah. 625. Uh, I don't, you know... This is great. I love this, but I just don't like the name Meg. <laughs> yeah, I put Meg. LOL. It's yeah. it's kind of a dorky name. Yeah. But whatever. You can just yeah. call it Oxy Five Stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, comes with a belt. Boom. Obviously, push rod. It's got a more a, than that though. Yeah, I was getting ready to say a different head block. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's a taller head block and a set of longer links. Oh, interesting. Links. Yes, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what are those O-rings? Is that dampers or something? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Harder dampers, maybe? Yes, different dampers. They're Delrin with the single okay. O-ring on each side. 
Okay. Um, and then you have your metal. So uh, I guess this is to prevent uh, boom strikes, maybe, with the longer blades? Indeed it is, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so he, he, so from Urcha, Lucas noticed that uh, the Oxy 5 Mega with the standard 5 head block and the... Uh, mm-hmm. The length from the, the head to your, your tail boom is, is a little bit on the shorter side, um, and causes, you know, unless you're running like really stiff, stiff dampeners, you can, you know, potentially boom strike. So instead of, you know, saying, well, instead of saying like, okay, well, you have to do this or do that, he just, if he's gonna, you know, provide a stretch kit, he'll just, Provide you with a head block so you don't boom strike, which is yeah, raise it up a few millimeters. Yeah, like I said, put some stiffer dampers in there. Yeah, which is awesome. Like that, you know, he he's not just acknowledging it that you know this is a possibility, but Mm. here's how to remedy it, and it's included in the kit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's a good way to go. I agree. So now let me ask a question: If down the road, Oxy puts out an Oxy Seven. And they make a stretch kit for that. Will it be the voluminous, or the immeasurable, or the mucho? Uh, what will it be? <laughs> the lavish, the lotsa, the endless. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Italian. I can't. I can't think of it. The copious. <laughs> It'll be the oxycopious. <laughs> copious amounts uh, of seven hundred and seventy. You know. No, this is the meg. For Mega, so when they do that, it'll just be the hug for huge. Uh. <laughs> nice, I like that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I think Luca for the longest time was like, no, 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 no big heli. You know, I like Oxy's, copious. Oxy's, you know, Oxy Four Max is the biggest, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like he he he's just give the end of. I know a, people give him so slope. much shit for build a bigger one, build a bigger one, build a bigger yes. one. He finally said, ah, what the hell, build a bigger it, one. But it was, it's so funny because it's such a slippery slope for him that, yeah. you know, Rasmus was like, I need a bigger heli for competition. I can't, you know, like, I think he was flying Gowies at the time or whatever, you know, in competition. He's like, I need bigger heli. So for last year's Urcha, Luca developed this Oxy 5 just for Rasmus. Like, it was the one prototype. It was like, there's no other one out there. And he did really well at Battle of Brands, I think, or one of the, you know, mm-hmm. pro pilot competition at Urcha. And then fast forward, a year later, the Oxy 5 kit is out. There's an Oxy 5 Mega or Meg stretch kit, which brings it to a 600 size. And there's a Nitro that's in prototype that's, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, spoken of, like, I don't know. If yeah, a seven, there, a 700's around the corner. You wait oh. to see. I mean, it's already got a 625. I mean, yeah, you already have a 600. 700's not that much bigger. Just no. go ahead. Andy, the stretch yeah. kit's going to be the gig for the 700 size. For, <laughs> short for gigantic. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. The gig. Or the hum for humongous. <laughs> I like the gig. Yeah. I like the oxycopious. Sounds too much. Kinda, that, too that, much. Would, that hit hard with the college campus. That would crowd. just be too much to write on the, the, the label. But you notice the Oxy 5 comes with a little sticker that you put on next to it says Oxy 5 Meg. So now you have to make a sticker called Copious and be, it wouldn't fit on the canopy. Yeah, I know. Without a vinyl cutter, you can cut that out. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of Garg, like Gargantuous. Garg. But yeah. You'd have to have a really, really big <laughs> helicopter to fit on a wedding. 
Well, you got one, so. Or ask. Ask for astronomical. (laughs) (laughs) Oxy ass. (laughs) You gotta find something that rounds with like seven. So. No, now you're pushing it, dude. Well, Oxy seven, you know, make it sound cool. Um, but I got nothing. Yes. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else do we have here? We have a date for the RCHO 2019 Fall Pool Fest in Nightdale, North Carolina, November 8th through the 10th. Awesome. Uh, I think everyone in North Carolina knows about RCHO and probably most people everywhere else, but it's a, it's a fun crowd. It's a fun field. Every event I've been to there has been a blast. Good group of guys. So definitely check this out. RCHO, which is RC Helis only. Uh, the field is at 6043 Sisters Road in Nightdale, North Carolina. It's on the west side of Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Sweet. Yep. $20 landing fee. Pilots of all skill levels encouraged to join us. Spectators welcome. Open flying on Friday. Registration open Saturday morning. Fly all day and night under the lights. And they fly literally all night. Heli paintball and combat. Rifle and pilots dinner on Saturday. Primitive camping and limited RV parking. Combat. That should be a notable thing. Now, isn't 450 this, combat. Yeah, I was going to say. This yes. is where they were doing that, right? Uh-huh. 450 combat, sometimes 550, and occasional 700. Jay will bust out his 450. What does he call it? 450 killer? It's the something? T-Rex 450 combat edition. Yeah. Which <laughs> is a T-Rex 700. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, this it's just a friggin' fun thing. So, yeah, check it, it says, out. Spectators welcome at no charge. Yep. And then in the fine print, it says, but if you're standing around not spectating, you're going to be charged. So make sure you're yep. watching what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Wish I was closer. I'd make it down for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I would, I'd probably be busy this time of year, but I'd love, I'd try to get there to everyone I can. It's about a seven seven hour drive for me. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I didn't think it was that far for you. Well, it's I mean it's on the far end of North Carolina. Okay. So what else we got? We got one. Is this you, Steve? Heli Harvest Fun Fly. Yeah, there's a it's a day event um, in Ellington, Connecticut. It's a Heli Harvest Fun Fly on October twenty sixth. Um, not sure who the, uh, the organizers are. <laughs> this was passed by a couple of folks. Uh, Mike Diamani sent it to me. Uh, uh, even, uh, Little McToon, Devin sent this over to me. Okay. Cool. And I don't know. just said, Hey, support my event. And, I, and it's not Devin. They just forwarded the message to me. So I'm thinking maybe it's probably Lewandowski, um, or Goodrow. Like I think they fly or I don't know. No, who's Connecticut? That's not it. Oh, maybe this is the, uh, Kyosho, uh, guy. 
Oh, what the hell is that guy? Ray? Ray, Ray Kiyosha? Yeah, I think he lives out in Connecticut and he does a fun fly. Or, or is it in Boston? I don't know. But, yeah. What do you know? I haven't, I don't know none. I know what I wrote here. Heli Harvest on fly October 26, <laughs> 2019, LA Connecticut. So, if you're in that area and you're free, go for it. Yeah, Ellington's up past Hartford, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. Close to Massachusetts border. Yeah. Kind of halfway between Hartford and Massachusetts. Mm, nice. All right. Do we have anything else for news and announcements? No. All right. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby then. What's next for you, Steve? I have to... So. Uh, I ordered some mini gears, servo gears for that 500. So I'm going to replace those tail servo gears. And I bought three this time. I was like, I'm going to buy one. Might as well buy two more just to have extras in case, like, because it's the same gears on the cycling. And you stripped the material. gears out of those a lot? Uh, no, just this one that I noticed. Maybe mm-hmm. it happened in a crash. I don't know. I'm just wondering why you need three sets of gears if you never strip them. Ah. You know what it is? If I'm going to put an order in, I'd rather spend an extra $20, $30 and get an extra set of gears. Um, because it sucks when, like, I thought I had a set of gears and I looked at it and the one gear I needed was gone. So I'm guessing I must have stripped that gear yeah. on a previous crash. That one gear that I guess is a failure point in the, in the gear train. So I was like, oh, if that gear goes again, I know I'm going to need at least, I'm going to use one that's coming in a package and I'll have two extras. So. Yeah. That should that should hold me off for the next couple crashes. Um, <clears throat> I also ordered a set of cyclics. I I just went with the seven thousand ones for the um, the gasser. So I'll hopefully get those in a couple of days. I don't know they already shipped. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna start taking apart that that nightbird and start rearranging some of the stuff. You know, some of the stuff will go into the the gasser, um, and then I'll replace those parts and rebuild the nightbird later on um, since I only need it. 364 days from now, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I I just had a thought. Since mm-hmm. you're only going to use that basically once a year, why not just have a canopy and a, and blades that you could throw on anything else? Yeah, I mean, I could do that. Like, do you really need an entire bird when really all you need is a canopy and so, blades? The, the thing I... I mean, really the main problem would be is that everything is glued on with like well, whatever Loctite for life, that Loctite that we got, the one yeah. that's like epoxy Loctite right. or whatever. But you already said you have different – oh, it's glued to the frame and stuff? All it's the glued to everything, yeah. Everything's glued onto it. Like not the frame but like the way that it's it's glued to the landing gears because that's where I have the battery mounted and I have the wires or kind of going to the landing gear. It's really the canopy and and the boom. And yeah, I could probably switch out the boom, but then switching out the boom requires me to switch out the tailbox and I don't know. I mean, I guess I could, if I could, I could get away with just having a boom and a tailbox separate and make that swap. But then to take that off, I could take the fly rolls. Like it's just too much of a pain in the ass. I won't do it. And what does it cost me to get another airframe, like a crashed airframe? Two, three hundred bucks, you know? For two, three hundred dollars, I'd rather just buy another kit like i you know buy a crash airframe and fix it up i have most of the parts you know so i'm not really worried about additional costs that you know so that's really my my thought on it that you know what what does it mean for me to have like a bill telly that i could just fly when i want to fly and not have to take any of my other helicopters that fly perfectly well apart to make it into a nightbird 
Yeah. A couple hundred bucks, eh, whatever, then. Yeah. I'm the same way about airplanes. You know, like, I like to have a receiver in every plane and have it set up ready to fly. Yeah. I, I don't want to have to go put a receiver in it and set it up on the radio if I, if I want to fly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I figure... We we already spend so much time wrenching on these helis because we crash them and dump them in or something happens, you know, that like I don't want to have to like also do that type of like work, you know, either at the field or at a fun fly. It's like, yeah, so I'll just drag another heli with me. That's all. Drag it in. Uh, you'll have lots of room in that trailer. So, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, room's not going to be an issue anymore, right? <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, get the gasser built or start building that or start thinking about that. Oh, and, and also get my nitro done, um, rebuilt. I'm gonna temporarily put a new piston in that old motor and drop that motor in. Go back to that motor for now. Um, I just placed a, I don't know, like almost $400 order on RC Japan to, to get like a bunch of sleeves, pistons, rings, like bearings. I just, I just went down the whole parts list of OS 105s and actually an OS 55 too to, um, I have a OS 55 I want to mess with and try to maybe do something with that later on in the future, maybe next year, but figure while I'm putting that order in, I might as well get a piston ring and a sleeve for that too. Cool. All right. Uh, what about you, Andy? I'm supposed to meet up with a couple guys out at the club field Sunday. Afternoon. Uh, the guy that lives not too far from here that I helped him set up his Goblin 380 a couple weeks ago. I'm going to meet up with him and another dude and fly a little bit. Uh, that's about it for me. I mean, I've got a lot of shit I need to be doing. I've got this new Protos to build. Mm-hmm. I still haven't fixed the N556. It's just sitting there. Sad and lonely. Parts everywhere. Poor thing. I know. Yeah. No love. I know, really. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honestly, I probably won't do any of those things except maybe meet up with those guys and fly. I've got nice. a lot of crap going on. I got a lot of wrenching that I'm doing <laughs> for my day job, so I don't really feel like coming home and wrenching as well. Trying yeah. to get, get this stuff ready for harvest. So that's me. Try to get out and fly a little bit. Uh, eh, I might try to fly here at the house a few times as well. But I don't have any big plans. Going to hang out. What about Kev on? Dude, I'm going to be on vacation. Vacay. I'm going to be oh, on yeah. vacation. In Are you going in, on holiday? I'm going to be on holiday. Nice. In Las Vegas, Nevada. Nice. We'll go see how my buddy Russ is doing at the Gowie Bar, which has nothing to do with helicopters. I haven't been to Vegas in at least a couple of years. I used to go every year, at least once, and been doing the Florida trip mm-hmm. because of uh, the house down there now. But, uh, yeah, so uh, it should be, should be some fun. I'm looking yeah, forward to not working. Awesome. Yeah, I hear you. But that's it for me, man. Cool. Kind of bummed. I mean, I got this new printer. I want to print some shit. Now I'm going away, uh-huh. leaving it all. Take it with you. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on my lap on the plane. Yeah, just hold it. <laughs> if anybody gives you any shit, just hit them with it. Five hours with a 
freaking 3D printer in my lap. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> my wife having to get up and go to the bathroom every two minutes. I'd say it won't be long before you can go into a place and rent time on one. Oh, yeah, you can already do that. I know in Jersey there's the makerspace. Yeah, in Brooklyn, too. There's a lot of makerspaces. Which you can, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Which, that's an idea. Just go in there and tear their machine up. Yeah, I wonder if there's any of those around here. I don't think so. Probably in a school or something, but I don't know if there's anywhere you can go. A lot of times time. the public library has one that you can use. Yeah, the Arkham Center in Kingsport does. Okay. They, got, they have several. But, I'm going to uh, drive all the way to Kingsport. I'll just come to your house and steal yours. There you go. <laughs> uh, but that's all it. Right. That's all I'm doing. What about you, George? I'm going to be pretty busy here for the next few weeks. Looks like uh, this this weekend got the uh, Southern Scale helicopter deal that uh, Daryl uh, Sprayberry puts on down in Dalton, Georgia. Okay. Steve Hodges, that's a RC jet dude. He's one of my flying buddies. He's my mm-hmm. main flying buddy. We're going to drive down there and try not to buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take bets on what you, how much stuff you come back with? No. No, I'm, I'm weak. I'm weak. <laughs> and then uh, let's see that. Yeah, that's that's this coming weekend. And then I guess the next thing is uh, September 27th, probably the 26th. I'll go down for a gnaw in the fall. Gnaw in the fall, nice. Oh yeah, we'll go down and set up the electric line. Steve and I kind of got uh, recruited into helping run that mm-hmm. and uh, we really enjoy it we we have our own striping equipment and our own wind socks sound system and everything so we go thursday and set that up early and it's good it's about eight or nine days of just really relaxing hanging out with a lot of like-minded people uh-huh. very cool I'll take some i'm gonna take some helicopters yes take them why don't you just stay for the hell extravaganza? Well, I'm going to go back down. I, I have to come home for a couple of events at work. Okay. But, um, nice. Yeah, go down for that. So maybe cool. like probably that Friday. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, last year it was right before Nall in the Fall. Uh-huh. And some, of, some of the guys had stayed over, so we kind of overlapped because we were there early to get set up. Right. We also set up promotion and, and, you know, help run their booth. And, uh, that, that's a lot of fun. But, um, basically we're, we're just there to support Spanky, our little dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's a star. But, uh, some of those guys were still running, running some of those high speed passes down the main runway. Like, you know, just what? 5,000 feet. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. I didn't know a helicopter would go that fast. Oh, they were doing speed runs. Yeah, I mean, probably right at, if not over 200 miles an hour. Yeah, they're probably in the like 150, 160 range if they're the big, high-powered ones. Yeah. Uh, I think the I mean, record now is what, like 180-something? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It just looks fast. Well, it sounds you. incredibly fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy, it has to be crazy pitch. Just Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Or sleek, through the air. sleek. Yep. you know, it just it looked like a dart with a oh, yeah. blade. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, look at that thing nose in, it'll disappear. Yep, there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing's like two inches wide, maybe. Yeah. yeah. At best, I think right. they, I think what they were doing, they were probably down at the 3D line, if you know how it's situated down there. Uh-huh. Like almost a mile away from the main line. Uh-huh. And I think they were flying up, getting real high, getting a lot of altitude up towards the main line and then just come diving down towards themselves down there on the 3D line because right. I was on the electric line and they were going past me and I, I I swear I thought they were going at least, you know, 175, yeah. 150 mile an hour. Yeah. Crazy. Speed. I mean, they're, they're hauling ass, no doubt. Yes. But they sound just like mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like you you wanted to just lay down on the ground to it. Yeah, or duck and hide. Yeah. <laughs> I think cool. it's yeah, that, and I, you know, want to get this uh, this big heli I got, get it all squared away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, might get it out and just do some little, real scale, slow circuits with it. But uh, I'm gonna baby that thing like I'm. I told Andy I'm gonna fly it like I'm flying my testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Very gentle. Yeah. Yeah, be careful with that thing. <laughs> no sudden changes in any kind of attitude. <laughs> no. That's it. Okay, guys. Uh, is it time to wrap it up then? I think it's time. Let's wrap it up. To wrap it up. All right. Facebook likes. We are at 933 likes. Were we at 935 last week? I don't know. Hmm. I probably wasn't we, listening. We were. So two people unliked. Oh, well. You know who you are, and we do too. No, we don't. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> My mother probably. It's like all this crap I'm getting from them. All they post is videos of helicopters flying and crashing. I can't take him talking about drinking every time. <laughs> uh, by the way, I got a gift for you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. All right, so that makes Facebook likes easy. Uh, easy. Face, Facebook comments. What do we got? Facebook comments. Oh boy. Well, you posted a couple videos from up at the Rams Field. Um, you posted a video of Kyle Stacy flying. Rob Winter before the video even started said nice, and um, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Uh, Scott versus the tree gap. You also posted a video on that. There were a bunch of comments. Andrew Lack said, nice flight. Lynn Cummins, no Lynn. He's the guy that generously donated his helicopter so we could give it away. Yep. Uh, he said, awesome flying. Nice to hear from Lynn again. Robert Troxwell mm-hmm. said, nice flight. Scott, Eric Bertram said, lower, weight narrower. <laughs> Lynn Cummins again said, damn, Scott, awesome. Colin RC said, wicked. And Stephen Wattenberg said, lower. Even Stephen yeah. getting into it. I know, I love it. It's awesome. Now Steven's yeah, always commenting. He's yes. like the first to comment on your resolutions and how you're breaking <laughs> them and all mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because you know, I get a little shit about that and I'm just thinking like, who actually keeps their resolutions and why do you think I'm actually gonna keep mine? I well mean, I, I said that. I was like, you did really good. You made it over half the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I made it I, to my birthday. I, I, I didn't bet, even buy anything on my birthday. I would have bet like 
a good amount of money that you wouldn't make it three months. So I'm proud of you. You did a lot. Yeah, you did very well. well. I didn't think he was going to make it out of January. <laughs> <laughs> he was like January 3rd. I thought you were going to order something. <laughs> yeah, uh, second I, you know, week in January. You know, I I had it that like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably make it a couple quarters. But when it comes to my birthday, I usually just splurge. Like, I don't care. You know, especially like I'm turning 40. I'm like, what do I care? What am I saving for? Screw this. I'm going to buy whatever I want. But I did it. I, I just, you know, I even went to a hobby shop looking for stuff. I'm like, eh, but I didn't buy anything. You'll be wanting that shit back when you're my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if I make it that much far, <laughs> who knows? Hey, hey, I'm not that old. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> uh, so what else do you have? Anything else for Facebook lights or comments? I mean, uh, I think it was you who posted. Uh, um, you know, hey, listen to the Hellyhead show. Mike Sobey said, ha-ha, yep. thanks, guys. Yep. <laughs> you said, give our friends a listening, uh, a listening, a listen. A listen. That's that's the southern way of saying that, right, Andy? Give our friends a listening. I don't know, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, you also said, do it now and don't be a stupid idiot. Yes. In, in Arnold's <laughs> voice. Yes. <laughs> That's all I saw on Facebook. You guys see anything else? Chris had some posts. Like, I posted a video, Night Flight of Chris Diamante. And, um, a bunch of folks commented, you know, what Eric said, that's one of the best looking night rigs I've ever seen. Uh, Travis Cassell said, awesome. Kevin Barnett says, rescue, rescue, rescue. <laughs> um, and Chino said, thanks, Steve Lynn coming sweet. Jerry Cleburne said, it was awesome, dude. Nice from Steven Weinberg. Another Jared Cleburne comment says, Sup guys. And then Todd says, Sup dudes. And then Andy says, Hey now. <laughs> Todd said, LOL. Watch the power lines, bro. Oh damn. Yeah. So that's the flight where he, um, I think he nicked the tail blades. And it's funny because he nicked the tail blades, didn't break the tail blades, but he ripped his belt, like cleared right off. Like really? he just like cut and just shot the belt out. It was like hanging from the back of the heli, um, which then, then when he went in, the boom went in with it and stuff. So, yeah, um, it was cool though. All right, website comments. What do we have for website comments or email comments? We'll say so it's not just website. Uh, we got an email from our buddy Kevin Kintz, who said he's just catching up on our podcast, and when he heard episode 180, the Planker Show episode of Mike D, oh my God, that was hilarious. Keep up the great work. Uh, he was sorry he couldn't meet us up at his local field, which is the RCRCC for the Mini Fun Fly. He hopes to see us soon. Hope to see you soon, Kev. Nice. And we got another email from Javier, who uh, informed us about the Heliheads. And for folks that... I think, uh, yeah, because I did mention in the last episode about, um, I was supposed to meet up with Terry Dunn. Um, he did have to cancel kind of last minute on, on it. Um, some family thing came up, so it's totally understandable from, from what I'm reading here. Um, you know, family first for something like this, definitely. So, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll definitely catch up with Terry at another fun flyer event. I mean, there are other events that, We'll be going to, um, you know, in, in the northeast that hopefully he could make it to also. Uh, maybe he could make it down two hours next year or South Jersey or one of those ones. Um, but, yeah. And also, uh, thanks to our buddy Dave Hill, 
he sent us um, a quick blurb that said uh, on the thread that we have on the flight test forums of episode 190, catching up with George with Tired Iron, uh, Foamy DM replied, yes. Yeah. Nice. Last but not least, we also got a email from Mike D, the planker, uh, mm-hmm. who I saw this weekend and was glad, I was glad to see him. Um, I might not be so glad after I read this email, but it's, <laughs> it's entitled Heli versus Airplane. And he says to the male models of Freefall and Kevin, <laughs> when you see a 3D airplane or heli guy eat dirt, they're usually near the deck already. I guess he's commenting on what we were commenting on last mm-hmm. episode. He said, the folks I see losing control on takeoff and landings are more often sport flyers, warbirds, and jets. Uh, so leave the heli 3D guys and the 3D airplane guys alone. Uh, thanks, someone not Mike D. <laughs> so thanks, um, yeah. not Mike D. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like confirming like our, our, you know, the things we were talking about last episode. Like, you know, the, the 3D guys are, they're 3D guys on purpose. Like, you know, yeah. they learn those skills to become that proficient. Some sport flyers and, you know, warbird flyers, you know, just, they, they don't fly outside of their pattern. And when something goes wrong, it goes terribly wrong because they don't know how to compensate while oh. a 3D person, everything's going wrong all the time. So they're always compensating. They're always, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, the, war, the warbirds, especially, you know, and they're weekend warriors. They come out and. Yeah. The, the torque on the warbirds takes them by surprise sometimes, and mm-hmm. I've had it happen to me. You know, me too, me Where, too. My P forty seven, yeah, yeah. It automatically hooks to the left, shooting, so yeah, shooting yep. to the left. Yeah, yep. It just rolls left. You're like, God damn, so, the road doesn't have speed. So if you're yeah. if you're taking off from right to left, you know, it's gonna yeah. go into, you know, the, the pit pits. area yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he does have a point. Yeah. But if you know, you know, if you get some time in on it. And you know what to do with the warbird. You can correct that, you know, or do your best to correct it. It's got to, got to get that tail up in the air, man. Get it off that rear wheel. The one thing I want to mention is that you mentioned the weekend warrior because I think we're all weekend warriors and we still fly 3D. So it's not just the weekend warriors that have trouble in general. <coughs> maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I should have said monthly warriors or, you know, it's, it's the guys I see Seasonal like three warriors? times a year. Yeah. Probably the yeah. seasonal. I yeah. George has something caught me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking about George. <laughs> I'm talking about the rest of the guys that don't do fly on the weekend. Yeah, you, no, you had a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the guys I see like three times a year that come out and, yeah. And, you know, they they have their P51 or their, their, uh, Corsair and, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking off. They're pretty sketchy. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do we have any, let's see, people Podbean? Uh, we have a few things that happened on Podbean. We had Russell Bear. He liked episode 188. Did you happen to leave a comment? And 189, convert or not to convert. XMR8CZ. iBoogie0264. Uh, Wet Washington Gamers Guild and YDS. 695, they all started following us on Podbean. Great Eagle Jr. and Andrews Glenn 20, uh, 924 both liked episode 190, catching up with Tired Iron. So thanks, everybody. Nice. Thanks, everyone. 
Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and we don't have any new popping comments for me to recite here. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of sad. That's that's yeah. I might have to play sad music for that. Mm, I might have to dig that, that out of the archive, dude, because I haven't played the sad music in a while. Yeah. Let's hear the violin. But probably because we haven't had Andrew Garcia on the show in a long time. <laughs> or something like that. I don't really yeah, remember yeah. the last time. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think we did. I think it was it wasn't too long ago. I think I was talking about something and you added that, like I crashed or something. Or, I don't know. I was soapboxing something about something. I don't know. All right. Let's uh, move it on to iTunes review because I'm sure we got iTunes reviews. Oh, geez. Did I forget to look at iTunes? Damn it. Oh, we do have a podcast. iTunes podcast review. What? We do have an iTunes review. Nice. Did you hear me that time, dude? Yes. All right. And this is a long one, actually. Oh, boy. And it's entitled, My First Podcast Review Ever by <gasps> by Early Bird Blah. And he says, hey, now. That's <laughs> right, guys. I learned how to do an iTunes podcast re- review just for your show. He says, I met Mr. Yoon, Yoon at the, sorry, Steve, at the <laughs> Northeast Heli Jamboree Labor Day weekend. Very approachable dude. Even spotted for me. Thanks for the spot. When I asked where Kevin and Andy were, you said, don't worry. I will. Oh, he said, (laughs) Andy Ward, don't worry. Steve covered for you guys. Uh, Too far for Andy and Kevin was on call, but it was nice to meet. It will be nice to meet all of you one day. You all should know Steve went the distance and worked overtime for the free fall guys with the videos and making the rounds. Just realized this is sounding more like a job review than a show review. (laughs) <laughs> I enjoy the show with the guys and love the Helly reviews, the honesty, the experiences, the event support, and yes, the movie reviews. Awesome. And in nice. this classic form, hi, Chris Ryber, uh, best regards, Bill Grant. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's Bill that I met up there. Yep. I reckon, Ooh. I remember him. Thanks, yeah. Bill. Yep. Thanks, Bill. Damn, what a great yeah, review. He, he's a good Bill. Yeah. He's the good Bill. <laughs> he's the good Bill. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> I had to do that. Poor Bill. Poor Bill. <laughs> That's why, dude, I haven't seen in the last couple of years any any Bill and YouTube videos of either me or Steve flying. And probably because we're constantly busting his chops. Yeah. But that's all right. I'll get back in his good graces one day. Yeah. When I I'll move learn to fly one of these days. When, when I move out of state. again. <laughs> But uh, thank you for the the five star iTunes review. Awesome! Thank you so much, Bill. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. That was awesome. good. And thank thank you, Steve, for uh, you know doing the rounds and and all that stuff for the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. I had to all you know. I had to mirror it up. Now it was cool. It was, it was good because you know I met a couple new faces. But like I don't know, I just I I just love that like I go to these events and the ones that I go often I I just see the same faces over and over again and and they become like that Heli family you know it's 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 uh it's humbling but also it's really awesome that like I could go somewhere and know like twenty thirty people right oh, like absolutely man. you know it's just it's just fantastic that like you have like that 
uh, you know, and even if I wasn't doing a podcast, I think it'd be the same just because. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, because we're going to these events and we're having fun and we're bullshitting with each other and, you know, just having fun, right? Just in general, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that it then, I guess? That's it then. All right. Thanks again, George, for taking the time to come on the show. Hope you, uh, had a good time. Thanks, yeah, George. Great time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Uh, check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show. Dot show. Uh, say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, hi Chris. Let's see here. Flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free4rc podcast. And also say hi to Hilda Flyer, aka David Hill. Hey, David. Hey, Dave. Fellow podcasters, RC Hooligans. Uh, Walt Ned. Uh, Telerotor Podcast. Telerotor is Mike, Mike, and Robert. Oh, and they just released one about Urchinets. Yeah. Uh, BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. They've been, uh, low for a little bit now. Uh, RC Roundtable. RC Roundtable with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Mm hmm. And, and, Kevin for one of those episodes that you're going to go on. <laughs> I try to fish Kevin on that show. Uh, high Voltage. With Bobby Watts. Yeah. The Helly Head Show. With Mike Sobey and company. Yeah, Daniel Turk and Kevin McGrady. Wait a minute, Turek's on that show? Um, I don't know how to pronounce last name. It's a T-U-R-E-A-C, I think. Oh. He came to our uh, Free Fall podcast, Fun Fly. Oh, okay. Um, well, I yeah. thought you said Tarek. Daniel Tarek uh, and... It's Tarek or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, and make sure you check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. <gasps> Bill Ann? I wonder if he's going to air that little clip that Kyle Stacy said into the mic or into the camera. I what did he say. say? Did he say, oh, man? Uh, you're going to have to... Uh, that's going to be that's gonna be for another time. I'll, I'll go into that later. Bill, if you don't air it, I'm going to punch you so hard better air that shit <laughs> all right well i'm gonna shake him down for his lunch money he's gonna I'll, hit you in a solid head with a foamy airplane oh boy on that note <laughs> <laughs> thanks to our listeners we are skies and we'll see you next time see ya bye bye guys oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh boy all right oh poor bill Poor Bill. Poor us. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Just shut up! Right. I don't know. Just fucking shut up. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> George, I'm not always this angry. I just, I don't know. Something about that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, usually he's a lot worse, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, welcome to the podcast, bitches. Yeah, 191. We are nine episodes away from 200, man. We need to start really... Brain cells together. I told you I get anxiety think, trying to figure out what the hell we're gonna do.
Maybe I should go up to George's and steal like 10 of his planes and we can give them away. He'll never even notice they're gone. <laughs> and I thought about it like when we gathered. Th- Did he cut out? Yeah. I think he rage quit. Yeah. For some reason, I thought my shit stopped. No, I hear you. I hear George. You hear me? Could have come undone or something. You hear me now? I wonder if he's still talking. (laughs) (laughs) His long drawn out speech. Monologue and nobody heard it. (laughs) We come back in. And that's the cure for cancer. Alright, so let's watch some of that stuff. Can I find it? Old man metal? Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. Eventually it finds you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You don't find Kevin's YouTube channel. It finds you. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we could do that as another show. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Before Steve falls asleep. I know. I need to finish my Diet Coke here. Alright, I guess let's just get ready. <clears throat> Evolution of media. Media. Wait a minute, I'm not ready. Are we recording? Yeah, but I'm just not ready. But are you ready? No, I said no. How about now? You ready now? How about uh, now? I'm, ready, I'm ready, now? ready now. How about yeah. now? I'm ready now. Oh, are you ready now? Yeah. No way. Okay, well, I'm not ready now. <laughs> I, I I went from ready to unready. It's like, you ever play those online games where like everyone has to be ready? And like everyone's waiting for one person to get ready, and as soon as that person hits ready, or someone else is like unready, you're like fuck, <laughs> get ready already, already. 